everyone, welcome back to episode number 83 of the Talk Norris City podcast. I hope you've all recovered from Monday night with Wes and Russ. What better way to go again than with Norwich City former goalkeeper, Mr John Ruddy. How are you, mate? Good. Yeah, good to thanks, see you. Thanks for having me. Thanks, thanks for, for coming. Me. How's things? All right. Yeah? Yeah, good. International good. break? Yeah. Had any yeah. time off? Yeah, a few days, weekend off, so it's nice to get back to get back home. Yeah. Yeah. How often are you home now? Because you're still in Norwich, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, my family still live here yeah. and I'm back as, as much as I can, fairly regularly, to be fair. Um, it's only a short hop up the A11, A14, M6. Lovely, you so, know that well yeah. now. <laughs> it's just like the back of my hand, yeah. yeah. Roadworks are a nightmare. But yeah, I'm back um, I'm back quite often, so it's, it's good. When we were with Wes and Russ, obviously they're at different clubs now and still living um, fairly locally, they were saying the travelling was a massive difference because they were so used to just being 10 minutes up the road from Colney and they almost took it for granted. Has that been something you've struggled with? 100%, 100%. It's, um, you know, I'll I'll leave at five o'clock in the morning. If I come back straight from training, it'll be four, half four that I'll get back. So yeah, it is a massive difference. It takes up a a large period of time, but at the same time, you know, it's it's well worth it. I get, go training. Come home, see the family. It's good. It's, uh, keep trying to just keep a normality about it. Definitely. Um, let's go right back to the start of your career. Where did it all begin for you? Because obviously the people watching will, will know you from Norwich, but you had a lot of an almost a, a career before Norwich, didn't you? That in terms of the journey you went on, it it wasn't yeah. your usual route. I think though, I was you could a say. journeyman at twenty-two. I think. <laughs> yeah. So um, when it start, it started at Cambridge. Yeah. But before that, it was. I only started playing in goal when I was 14. Really? Yeah. Was, um, Were you outfield before? I was, yeah. Yeah, I started up front and just got further and further back. <laughs> yeah, you look like you played up front. Yeah. Get just, a big head on there. Yeah, but then just got lazier as I got older and just thought, oh, I can't be doing this running around, <laughs> Mark. It, was, it wasn't for me. And uh, to be fair, I played in goal. And, um, well, playing out pitch and my, my team folded on a Sunday team folded. And my dad's friend said to me, why don't you try him in goal? And my dad was like, no. Is that because they had no one keeper. else? Pretty much, <laughs> yeah. and, and because of the size of me as well. So I was always quite yeah. tall. So um, yeah, I tried that at 13, 14. And then a friend of mine was at Cambridge at the time. Okay. He was watching a game with a coach from Cambridge who right. he knew and uh, sort of just said, oh, if you need a goalkeeper, what about John? Mm. I said, yeah, so we'll get him in. And there you go. And that was it, that was it. And then, yeah, so I started at 14 in goal. Three years later, made my debut, first team debut for Cambridge. That seems quick. Yeah, it was. And it's almost, I don't, I don't know what it was like back then, but in the current day, if you're not joining a professional club until 14, that feels quite late now, doesn't it? Which is crazy. I think I think there'll be very few and far between nowadays. Yeah. yeah, I think unless you've been in a system for a number of years, you'll find it very difficult to break into anywhere at 14. Um, was it like that when you were joining at Cambridge at 14? Or? Yeah, most of the lads that I when I joined had already been in an academy set of centre of excellence as it was back then okay. um, for a number of years but you know for me it was I was still I was just like yeah it's football I, I like playing football yeah so it's never you never envisioned being where you are now essentially did you no. did you want to be a pro footballer uh, I did I did when I was younger probably eight nine ten and then as I got older I just thought it's probably not going to happen right and then I was going to be a policeman and then yeah, my I mate I wouldn't mess with no, but then my mate was like oh, I'm going to join the army at 16 I went mean, that sounds like a better idea I was going to join the army he's still in the army now he joined at 16 oh, right. um, I was going to join with him but then obviously football came along and uh, yeah it's done alright sounds so, like you've fallen into it 
yeah, pretty much. I mean, you know, I, I, I do it now with my son. He's, he's 11 and he's really keen on it and loves it. And you see all the kids training and working. And sometimes you just look at them going, <clears throat> they're doing so much. Yeah. Like, you can see why people get to a certain age and just fall out of love with mm. the game. And I think for me, because I got into it so late, I still had that hunger right. and that, that passion for it. And because it was all brand new to me. Whereas when someone's been in it for six, eight years, it's like, it's very, it's very monotonous. It's very, just, mm. it's just the same thing, very repetitive. Well, it's interesting, isn't it? Because we've recently heard from Max Aarons on, on The Pinkin, um, which is a great interview you've not seen already. And, and he actually said about how he had a year out of the game, mm. just like Jamal. Mm. And it's quite interesting that John brings up about the intensity as a youngster. Those guys both had a year out of the game and then went back and boom, it mm. kind of went. So it's interesting how yeah. it goes. Well, I think it gives you that, different perspective on, on actually what real life is then like. Agreed. Right. And and you realise actually how fortunate you are to be in the position you're in. So for me it was it was great and it was sort of I was always learning day on day and, and I, to be fair I had a real appetite for learning as well and trying to get better. So it's it started at when I got into Cambridge, it was a learning process. You know, I remember having a sit down and we were in Denmark with Dan Ashworth, who is now technical director of the FA. Uh, Kit Carson, who yeah. was the youth team coach at the time, um, and they sort of sat me down and just said, "Listen, what are you doing to help yourself?" Mm. And I was like, "Slap on the wrist, yeah." Harsh, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, you know, we'd just come from a game, and like, we used to have to rate ourselves out of ten. And they said, "What would you give yourself for that game?" I was like, seven. It's just a run of the mill seven, you know? Yeah, just yeah. box standard seven. Um, they went, yeah, we gave you a four. Wow. Okay. And how old are you at this point? I was 14, yeah. So I'd only literally been in the building yeah. for a wow. few months. And I was like, okay. And they, then they started laying into me in front of everyone saying, how many times you train with the first team? How many times do you do this? What have you done here? What have you done for this? And they were like, when you're going to take it seriously, come and talk to us. Wow. I was like, ah. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then to be fair, later that night, I knocked on the door and went, All right, I'm ready to talk. I'm ready to see what I can do to be who, who yeah. you think I can be. And they said, well, you know, don't rush it. You know, if you're not ready now, you don't have to do it just because we've said it. I said, no, I'm ready. I said, I want to talk about it. So then they laid it down and said, right, we want you to come in one day a week in school. So it was a Tuesday. We worked out with the school. So I'll go training with Cambridge in the morning, go back to school in the afternoon. Right. Um, and it sort of just opened your eyes to, gave me a little feeder taste the lessons into the first team atmosphere uh, training with the youth team mingling with the first team as well working with the first team goalkeepers and um, you know they saw a potential in me which I didn't see because I didn't know enough about the game or, or where I was at that time so that was good and then yeah 17 got my full scholarship ended my first year scholarship made my debut late in Orient away 1-1-0 saved the penalty no, that's not a bad yeah. start. Yeah, Dreamy yeah. Um And then came back in <clears throat> for the pre-season the year after. Uh, we had a French manager, Hervé Renard, who is now mm -hmm. the Moroccan manager. He's won the African Cup of Nations as well. Um, and he sort of just went, his English wasn't great, he went, you goalkeeper. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah, we'll do it that way. Uh, and that was it, played, played then for, from 17, was in the first team. Uh, then Christmas time. What level is what level of Cambridge at this point? This was League Two. League Two. So yeah. it's a fairly good standard for a young That's for a young lad. Men's yeah. professional yeah. football. I, yeah. I still remember the days I had balls coming through and going to clean up and, and 
catch it in my box and Jason Lee's coming through and just forearm smashing me when I've already caught the ball. Yeah. And it was like, oh, this is this is men's football. This is proper football. <laughs> and do you yeah. think, I mean, we'll get onto it later, I'm sure, but f- from my perspective, there's not enough young players going through that process now. I don't know if it's changed or anything, but that surely you'll back look back at them <laughs> times ago. Oh, they really stood me in good stead for, for the future. For me, under twenty three football is it's a nothingness. Really, yeah. I don't think there's a lot to be learnt for what you're then going to face when you get into the first team. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's challenging enough. I don't think there's enough players who see it as that next step to the first team. Right. Whereas when I first started out, and when I moved to to Everton, mm. I was playing in the reserve team. But you're playing against regular first team players who yeah. have played 150, 200 league games yeah. and they're only playing because they haven't played the week before so yeah. they're topping up their, their game you know that doesn't happen enough mm. nowadays and you don't get that level of competition at the under 23s don't get me wrong technical ability is far greater than it was back then but at the same time as you say are they really ready for the next level mm. what's your what's your kind of mental sort of process as a, as a 14 year old going through to the first team debut because you know when I was a, or still am a season ticket holder watching you on the Norwich pitch really fired up really ready to go constantly on it I feel off the pitch you're quite relaxed quite laid back and it seemed like as Chris said there you almost fell into that Cambridge situation were you really really driven or were you quite like well if it happens it happens if not I'll, I'll rock off to the army yeah I think there was a bit of that yeah. and then the conversation I had with, with Kit and Dan probably realigned my thought process, um, really opened my mind up to actually this could be a future for me. So it was that you didn't <coughs> see that pathway, you thought, well, it's, it's all well it was. Now, it was or? day by day then. Right. It was go train them twice a week, play on a weekend, see what happens. Has oh, it gone quickly for you? Um, Is it flashed yeah, well, I think, I think if you think it's. Since I walked, since I started playing goal, it's what eighteen years, mm. Thir- fifteen years. I've been a professional. Mm. So when you look at it that way, yeah, it's a, it's a long time ago. It kind of seems like so far your career, from how you're describing it, is like when you get in the car from A to B, and you get, and you get to B, and you're like, hang on, how the hell did I end up at B? Yeah, but there was a lot of stops along the way. Okay. Um, so so yeah. Cambridge happens. Yeah. Everton's the next club. Yeah, so Everton. That's a big move. Well, when you consider that Cambridge got relegated to the conference that year, yeah, and then Everton had just qualified for the Champions League. Wow! Uh, they finished fourth that year in the league, but they, it was the last season because Liverpool won the Champions League that year, but finished oh, fifth. Oh yes! Don't know if you remember that one. And then Istanbul Everton, was it that, that one? Yeah, it would have yeah. been two thousand and five. Yeah, um, but Everton lost to Villarreal in the Champions League qualifiers so it was literally going from the bottom all the way to the top overnight and to be fair they signed me in the February and I've been doing two days a week up there so I go Monday, Tuesday up at Everton come back on a Wednesday day off on a Wednesday train Thursday, Friday at Cambridge Right. and I was doing that from February until the end of the season that's intense yeah it was intense and I never drove back then either so I was training I was getting the train everywhere and it was you know, for a 17, 18 year old lad to get on the train himself and up to Liverpool and get a taxi to, to wherever. You wouldn't you know, want the train was... these days, would you, Jack? Greater Anglia is a nightmare. Oh, isn't yeah, it? no, yeah. Yeah, yeah. If there's anything like it is now, that, that's yeah. a hell of a trip. Yeah. <laughs> so no, it was a bit easier from, from Peterborough, you just get straight on. Yeah, it was easy so, to be yeah. fair. You must be thinking at this stage, I've made it. This is the real deal. Because, you know, as a, as a lad, 
that's a that must be mental for any player. Yeah, um, and I think there's an element of of that, but there's always the realization once you get there and go right. Well, I've got Nigel Martin, yeah, Richard Wright, Ian Turner, three goalkeepers ahead of me who yeah. were tremendous. Nigel Martin would probably still be playing now if he could. He played for six months with a broken ankle <laughs> before he had to retire. Well, Richard, Richard Wright was was a fantastic yeah. backup goalkeeper and great with me. Really, really helped and he me. He is so still going, nice. isn't he, Richard? He's Wright? a coach at Man City. Yeah, Man City. City. Yeah. But those two were massive for me. They really helped me. Ian Turner was one of the best goalkeepers I've ever worked with. Um, really unlucky with injuries. He had hip and knee problems. Um, but then, so then when you get in there, and I'm working with Chris Woods, yeah. who's my goalkeeper coach unbelievable coach obviously his career speaks for itself as yeah. well so you're getting up there and just looking around and going okay you know this is you a bit scared yeah yeah I think you have to be I think there's always the sense of trepidation because it's such a big jump mm. you're going into a changing room with massive personalities mm. international footballers what age were you at this point 18 wow 18 so yeah um, and then it it was the realisation then halfway through that season playing in the youth team so going from first team football at Cambridge yeah. to Everton where you're fourth choice and then you're having to play in the yeah. youth team and you're going this isn't really how I thought it was going to go um, and you then, obviously knew you were going to have them three keepers ahead of you when yeah. you signed so you've gone from playing as you say really beneficial league two starting men's football young lad to then going okay I'm going to be third fourth choice goalkeeper was that? Is it, I mean, it's a massive jump up, but in terms of where you're playing, it's almost a step back, isn't it? Yeah, in terms of development, yeah, yeah like training day to day was unbelievable. Yeah, um, enjoyed every every moment of it. Um, but yeah, you're training for nothing at the end of the week. Yeah, and that mm. was the most frustrating thing. So then the lone move started to come. So first it was <laughs> the lone wolf. Yeah. So first it was Walsall for a month under Paul Merson. Interesting. Wow. Then, uh, how many were, was it? Eight off the top of my head. Was it eight? Eight or nine, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this is the first season. I was saw them the first season for a month. Then after that, what I was Merson like as a manager? Um, I'm going to skip that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say he was as good a manager as he is uh, a pundit. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> yeah. um, then it was Russian and Diamonds. Cool who have now obviously defunct yeah uh, that was the first season both of those for a month no actually sorry then I went to Chester after that so there was three in the first season um, second season we why went, was there so many so quick because they they've they realised I think that I'd been used to playing and it was more important mm. for me to go out and get uh, games and, okay. but with you. when you're I think that in hindsight hindsight is a wonderful thing but I definitely wouldn't have done those in the first year okay. I would have probably said right give me six months at Everton work with Woodsy work with the goalkeepers right. get me feet under the table and then we'll go in January we'll look for somewhere um, but I'd gone from leaving Cambridge adapting to a, a new changing room at Everton mm. two months later going to Walsall adapting to a changing room for a month coming back to Everton still trying to adapt to that changing room yeah. going to Rushton adapt to that changing room yeah. there for a month go back to Everton still yeah. trying to adapt out to Chester, adapt there, back again. That's unsettling, it's, isn't it? It is. Yeah. It is very, and and you know, there was pros and cons, and I think they helped me. But at the time, you sort of looking at it, going, "Is it? Is it really benefiting yeah. my future?" Um, and on, like I said, in hindsight, it, it probably wouldn't. 
um, but it's also helped me get to where I am. So the, uh, every cloud and all that. So that's your th- that's your three in the first that's the season. That's three in the first season. Then the second season, I went to Stockport, which and this was really is, good. What level's this? This is League Two again. Okay, so you're used to this. Yeah. So Stockport, League Two, and um, was there for three months. I'd done really well there. Actually, went there while they were in relegation zone. Left them in the playoffs. Wow. And then Wayne Hennessy came in and kept nine clean sheets or 11 clean sheets in a row. So it was literally, it is the record there. So I left, I think I I kept quite a few clean sheets there. And then he came in and kept all of those in a row. And it was like, oh man, (laughs) just a month month extra, (laughs) I would have done it. Um, And then I left there because I couldn't stay there for any longer. And then, so we left there in the playoffs. And then David Moy sent me back to Wrexham, who were at the bottom of the table. Um, so you were like, I've just worked my way up and now I'm going exactly. back to the bottom. And that was probably, that's probably the biggest regret of, of moves that I've made right. was Wrexham because it just wasn't right. And that, that Having gone from the bottom to the top with Stockport and being on such a high mm. and, and doing really well there, it was like, right, now now we can yeah. kick on. Mm. And then it's sort of like, you're going back there and you're going, oh, How much of a say did you get in these loan moves? Not much. No? No, not much. It was sort of like, there's games available, do you want them? And I was like, yeah. Yeah. Because I'm a young goalkeeper, I want to play games, I've been used to playing games, give me games, give mm. me games, give me games. Whereas if you had someone giving me a bit more advice, a bit better advice, it'd be like, well, you've just done this with Stockport, do you yeah. really want to go all the way yeah. there? Yeah. So yeah, Wrexham was, I was there for a month, didn't didn't, didn't do well there. Um, but I mean, in, really in a month, it. to be fair, I think whenever like Norwich <coughs> sign a new player or something, you're like, give them a month and then we can start to judge yeah. how they're performing. If you're only at clubs for a month, I mean, you've, you've already named three there where yeah. you're at for a month. You can't really be expected to... No, but you are. That's, right. That's, that's, the, that's the thing, you are expected to do it and especially having that stigma of a Premier League club attached to you. Yeah. Everyone's got the expectations in. Yeah. Uh, so that was the second season. Um, actually, after that, after Wrexham, I had one game for Bristol City away at Carlisle. So I got told on the Friday that Bristol City's goalkeeper was injured. They wanted me for the game against Carlisle on the Saturday. Right. Got told at three o'clock Friday afternoon. Met them in the hotel at six o'clock in Carlisle. Woke up, had breakfast, had pre-match, played the game. Just enough went time home. to bond with the centre-back. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, Perfect. we won 3-1. Th- won so oh, it was a good game. Days, um, yeah, yeah. yeah, so done that and then Maybe went home straight, from, straight after the game, went home. Uh, so that was my one game for Bristol City. Uh, Credit to you though, John, because so far the the loans, with all the love and respect in the world, the loans that you put on the plate here, they're not exactly glamorous locations, are they? No, so fair play to you. Part and parcel of those going. loans as well. So the the Chester's, the Stockports, the Wrexham's, so I could still try and be at Everton as much as I could yeah, during okay. the week. Which again, uh, you're, okay. you're going from one place to another for yep. the week as well. So you're still, you know, you're going there with Chris Woods' training, then you go in there with someone mm-hmm. else's training. Went to Walsall, they didn't have a goalkeeper coach. Mm. So you, it's sort of like kicking, <laughs> what do you do? kicking yeah. balls against the yeah. wall and just catching yeah. it. Is that what you did? What did you like, do? You're just working with the other goalkeepers, just and then <laughs> waiting, for, waiting for the rest of the team out. to be ready. Yeah, so that's events. Yeah, wow, that was um, it's and, strange. And so, just remind me, when, when was your one appearance for Everton? Uh, 2006 February. So that would have been in between. Was that in between lines? Yeah. I think it, 2006. So I was there 2005. So it would have been my first season. What did that feel like? 
Were you, that, were that, you like, that thank that, God? That or? Wasn't, yeah, but that wasn't even straightforward. No, you know, it I wasn't. Was on the, that was the first time I'd been on the bench. wasn't even sure if he was going to name a keeper on the bench. So it was the first time I was on the bench. And then Ian, Ian his, making his debut, gets sent off after 10 minutes. Cool. On, what, I have. There you what? go, John, you're on. Okay, brilliant. And so what, what, were you, what, what was going through your head at that point? Because it wasn't uh, meant to be. You weren't even prepared for it mentally. No. And then was, all of a sudden you're on the pitch at Goodison. Yeah, and you're facing a free kick from 18 yards out. So mm. you're thinking, just don't score from here. Just, <laughs> just don't score. Please don't just score. Just not this bit. Give me a few minutes just to get <laughs> um, But yeah, we went on and won 1-0. Yeah. Uh, fairly comfortable. Yeah, yeah. Only made, made a couple of saves, a couple of crosses. So it was good. Um, and then after that, he brought in. We went into an international break. Yeah. And oh. David brought in uh, Sander Vestervelt okay. on loan. So it was like, right, you're on the bench. Like, so when you made that first appearance, was yeah. there ever a thought in your head that thought I might be able to kick on here? I might be able to. Yeah, get there was a thought that thought actually finally might get might yeah. get a couple of games. Okay. Yeah, because Ian was banned for three. Nigel and Wrighty were still injured. Um, I was thinking, you know, yeah. a little bit of a run, a couple of games at least. But yeah, he brought in Sander and Sander played. Uh, I think if there hadn't have been a break in between, he might have been more favourable to giving me a chance. Okay. But because we had a break of a couple of weeks in between, it was mm. sort of like, right, I've got Unlucky. time to get something in, yeah. Um, but also as well, I think it's an indication that they probably didn't think I was quite ready. Okay. Um, Did you think you were ready? I thought I'd done well enough in that game. Yeah. Yeah. So I think once you, you're chucked in at the deep end, if you can... You can survive. I think you show enough, yeah. So after that, more loans. More loans, yeah. So, <laughs> so after where are we that, up to now? Now bear just, with us if you're yeah. watching. Just bear with I'll us. Get a calendar out. <laughs> go back. Uh, after the one, one game at Bristol City, we go to. Where did I go? I actually had. I think I had a longer period at Everton, and then I went. Okay. I went to Stockport towards the end of the season. Right. Back to Stockport. Um, Can't get they, rid of you. They got to the playoffs. We got to the playoffs. Got to the playoff final, and I, we got to the playoff semi-final. Played against Paul Lambert actually at Wickham. I was going to ask you that. When did Paul yeah. Lambert come onto the radar? Yeah, so he he was the Wickham manager, and we played him in the semi-finals. Uh, but I'd been playing with a hernia for six, seven months. Wow! And I was like, when I say I was struggling, I I was struggling taking goal kicks. Like it was unbearable pain. And, um, was it like youth football where you got the, the, big, <laughs> the big unit to like just top no, it out the even, they wouldn't even do that for me really? I was trying to oh, take it harsh. myself yeah um, but we got to the semi-finals and we played him at Adams Park and the ball's come back and I've gone to clear it and I just felt my groin and I've just snap hooked one and to be fair it's gone it's still gone 20 what, 30 35 yards out yeah but it's fallen to one of their players who's dribbled through a couple of hours and then scored yeah we drew one all so it wasn't the end of the world <clears throat> but yeah Jim Gannon was a manager at Stockport at the time pulled me uh, just before the second leg and said you're not playing from that? So, yeah from that kick wow so my head fell off I was like no nah, I said I've just been I've been doing all this for you I said I've played for six months with a hernia struggling to kick Hang on, did he knew that? did he know that? yeah, yeah. he knew that yeah yeah <clears throat> and, sounds um, harsh but what had happened I think there was another keeper there who had already said I'll come back next year. Right. Okay. Where I couldn't, I couldn't obviously commit to that because I didn't know whatever I wanted to do. Uh, right. So I think I was done over a little bit. Um, they got to the playoff final. I just said, look, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not coming. I said I need to get this sorted. I said, fair play. I mate. get my hernia done, <clears throat> had my operation, and then look forward to next season. Wished them all the well, and then they went up. Uh, they What's won the that final. Like mentally to go on that journey and then be sort of kicked 
kicked that in the was, teeth. That it? was arguably well at that time it was the lowest point of my career. Yeah, definitely. I remember I remember doing the warm up in the semi final home leg when I was on the bench and just thinking I don't want to be here. What's the point? Wow. Yeah, just don't want to be here. Blimey. Just uh, took everything that I'd worked for that year mm. and just really, yeah, it wasn't nice. How do you nice look back on it, on it now? That time. Same. No, I, really? I, yeah, I, I think it was unfair. I think I should have, considering what I'd done, I think I, I played 13 games since I've been there and I kept eight clean sheets. <sighs> so I'd done more than yeah. enough to, to warrant the base. You know, yeah. so uh, yeah, it was a tough one to take. And How then, do you then bounce back after that? What's the next um, club? Next club's Crew. Crew. And I spent okay. six months there and it was a really, really good line move. That was probably one of the most enjoyable. Mm. Um, Really good group of lads. What age are you now? Is testing you. 20, 21, 22. Okay, yeah. right. Still young. Still young, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, had really good end of season there. Um, played really well for them. Helped them. We, we almost survived. They were in, I went there and they were, I think they were rock bottom. And we, I think we missed out on survival by a couple of points. So we, we had a really good go, but, you know, it was a really good place to be. Really good place to play football. Seems a theme of your loan move so far, mm. going into clubs. Well, relegation. Are, yeah. <laughs> well, going into going into clubs that are yeah. nearing the bottom. Yeah, but that's. I think the that's what you found. Good time of career though, as well, didn't they? Yeah, but I think that's what you found back then is clubs would never look for a goalkeeper unless mm. they were in trouble. Okay. You know, you're not going to get a top of the table yeah. team go. Oh, we need a keeper. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I think that's just part and parcel of being a keeper as well. And at this point now, you, you mentioned there you've just played against Lambert's Wickham side, so yeah. Cully and Kaza are there as well. Yeah. <clears throat> are chats going on at this point with Lambert? No, so no? Um, when I was at Crewe, they, they had an old goalkeeper who was uh, goalkeeper coach at Colchester with Paul. Right. And he used to play for Crewe. And now he used to turn up at every game. He was in the tunnel. I was like, who is this fella? He's like, ah, oh, John. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, been speaking to Paul, you know, we're, we're keen to bring you to Colchester. Like, is there any way you can count to your loan here and come right. down there? I was like, wow. Look. I said, I ain't got a clue. I said, <laughs> you need to speak to Everton. I said, I, you know, I'm here for, I think it was month to month. So I was like, yeah. I'm here for the next month and I don't know what's happening. So um, there was obviously interest already mm. from, from Paul to take me to Colchester. <clears throat> Um, but that season finished and then I went to uh, Motherwell for the whole year yes. after that uh, Paul obviously knows Motherwell well because mm-hmm. he, he was a player there before he went to mm-hmm. Dortmund um, so I had a really really enjoyable season in the SPL right um, how was that moving up to Scotland and playing in a, in a different <coughs> in a different league as well it was it was brilliant was it yeah it was it was arguably after that crew one was again the best loan move I've had. Uh, yeah. I got player of the year. Um, is that because you feel like you had you, you had a season? I had a base there. Yeah. I had a base. Yeah. yeah. So I knew how long it was going to be there. My wife, uh, my <laughs> now wife, girlfriend at the time, she moved up. Uh, our son was a year old, so he started nursery up there. Right. He used to speak in a Scottish accent, which was really weird. <laughs> you know, he's born in Liverpool, starts speaking in Scotland, and then moved to Norwich. It's cool, a really it? weird accent. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was. An unbelievable season for me. Um, I can't believe, actually, that knowing all this now, I can't believe in a really respectful way that you've managed to get to the heights that you've been to because all of these line moves, effectively after the first three, are kind of kicks in the teeth if you're not getting to the first team Everton. Yeah. So kudos to you for getting through because mentally, 
that's just constant whips. And the rallies that you keep mentioning as well in there as well. Oh, here's another whip, John. Relegation. Yeah, yeah but I think it's also looking at it and saying, right, what what positives can I take from it? Okay. And the positives were from Stockport helping them reach from the bottom to the playoffs, helping them get into the playoffs the next time I went. Uh, crew helping them have a chance of surviving. Mm. You know, Motherwell getting player of the year, playing against Celtic Rangers, you know, being in that environment of the SPO where everything is just so focused on Scottish football, you don't see any press about English football. Mm. Now, there might be a little snippet, a page here or there. Yeah. But everything is Scottish football. So, you know, you're really in, you're more in the limelight up there, but obviously mm. not down here. So, um, yeah, it was, it was just a matter of saying, right, I'm here, I'm going to do my best, I'm going to try and improve, I'm going to try and help other people improve, and then we'll see where it takes us. I, I think I think at this point I was resigned to not getting a chance at Everton. Okay, okay. I think that that was already... Uh, yeah, at what point does that come? Because that's obviously when you move to a club like Everton, surely the dream is, and tell me if I'm wrong, I want to turn out for Everton yeah. and be their number one. Yeah. So at what point do you go, okay, this isn't going to happen now? Um, I think it probably happened fairly early. Right, subconsciously, but then you really start to think about. Oh, I went to Motherwell, and I was there for a year. And come the January, you know, there was conversations, and uh, the Motherwell chairman was like, "We want to sign you permanently." Said we we're going to try and agree a deal with Everton. And as soon as you know that Everton are open to it, yeah. you go right, okay, okay. see what's happening. <clears throat> right, where else can I look, or what what else is out there? Yeah. So is she always moving around with you at that time as well? Yeah. So obviously uh, we were. Fairly settled in the sense that when I was at Stockport Crew, Wrexham, those sort of things, I travel Chester and all that. But yeah, Scotland, she moved. Um, what's that like for her as well? Because you don't it's think it's unsettling, you know. She, yeah. To be fair, once we had once we had Jack, my son, she's mm. um, she sort of stopped. She wasn't working obviously while we had him, and then when it came clear I was going to go to Motherwell, she was like, right, well, I won't work anymore down here. She was hairdressing. She said, right, I'll stop that. Yeah. We moved up to Scotland. She got a part-time job in a in a fashion store, um, and then that was it. And then she said, "I want to be closer to home." Yeah. So right, okay. So I had a little look around around Cambridge. You go know, right. There's not many clubs. <laughs> much, yeah. So yeah, there's not much clubs around here. I'm not sure we're gonna gonna be yeah. too fruitful here. Um, <laughs> and then Norwich is there, and I say I phone my agent. I said, "Look, I said I asked what Norwich are doing for a keeper. I said I know Paul likes me." So you know. Oh, that's interesting. So it went in that direction. Well, yeah, so I, I knew Paul had liked me and I knew he'd wanted me at Colchester. So I saw, and I knew he'd been to watch me at Motherwell. Okay. Um, so I said, look, just see what they're doing. I said, obviously, Fraser's there in a minute. I said, but yeah. I don't know what Newcastle want to do with him. You know, I've heard that they want quite a lot of money, so it might be too expensive. Just just see what mm. see what the conversation is. And he got back to me, he said, right, he said, I spoke to Paul, he said, you're second on the list behind Fraser. Right. I said, okay, it's fair enough. And then obviously Newcastle wanted something like two and a half million or something. Um, Everyone yeah. wanted two hundred and fifty grand for me. <laughs> it's amazing so. what a little girlfriend grenade can do, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But I, I, to be fair, I was in the same boat as well. I was like, we've been travelling, we've been yeah, yeah, away from you know, it's three and a half hours back home to see the family. It's, yeah, yeah. We've got a little boy, so it's nice if you've got a bit of support around you. So I was, yeah, I, I agreed with that. So when it finally went through at Norwich, yeah, the shackles are off finally so to speak how are you feeling at this point excited excited I think the way it happened was weird though we, uh, we were going to Australia with Everton for pre-season I was in Manchester airport and uh, 
I'd already put my bags on the plane. You're extremely well travelled, by the <laughs> yeah. way. Well, I didn't know. Oh, oh right, no, okay. So my bags are on the plane. David Moyes has come through and gone, just hold, hang fire. Chuck so his like, bags we're on. Agreeing, we're going to deal with Norwich. <laughs> <coughs> I, went, I went, I've already uh, put my bags on. <laughs> He's like, right, we're going to have to get them off. <coughs> he said, because if you don't do it now, it's not going to happen. I said, okay. Serious? Yeah. So my bags came off. The player liaison officer drove me back to the training ground. I jumped in the car, drove to my uh, Mrs. Mum's, where she was already yeah. in, in Cambridge. I went, I'm going up to Norwich tomorrow to sort everything out. And were you wanting Norwich or Australia sunshine? <laughs> it was, uh, <laughs> Say the right thing. Yeah, no, I, I think I think I made the right decision. So, yeah. That story feels like something out of a movie script. That's like, nuts. You yeah. don't think things do happen. I mean, you hear about it, you yeah. go, yeah, right then. But that's the thing, it, it had gone on for so long and we were already back training. Um, it was July, start of July. So it would have been, we'd have been back a week. Mm. And it was going on for the whole week, and then it was like, right, well, is it going to happen? Isn't it going to happen? Yeah. I need to know because I need to go on tour. If I'm not going on tour, I've got to stay here. Yeah. And then, yeah, last minute. And how often does it happen where a player goes to a club and goes, if you can make this happen, I'd be keen? Because is that a common thing? Because it always feels like it goes the other way, uh, the club goes to a player. No, I think obviously the agents are the intermediaries. Yeah. You're always speaking to them, they're always speaking to clubs. So once you get wind of a club might be looking for a keeper mm. or mm. a striker or whoever, wherever you play, you're right. Okay, and if it if it suits your eye, mm. you think oh, yeah, that's that's not too bad. You go right, yeah, put me in, mm. and then see what feeders you get back, and then you know sometimes it'll be successful, sometimes it won't be. But I think that's part and parcel of the game. I think that's what their agents are there to do. So you know, it's just. Putting Thank God the for information, your girlfriend. That's all uh, I'm saying. The information that I had, what my agent had, we put it together and uh, yeah. So the Mrs. One. So Norwich, <laughs> um, Norwich rock up. It all happens. You walk into the changing room. <coughs> We've had a lot of people on this podcast from that similar era, and they've all said they walked into that dressing room and went, "This is going to be a successful time." Did you have that same feeling? Uh, yeah, I think. I obviously joined, they'd just been promoted from League One, yeah. so confidence was already high. Yeah. It was already high, and it was an unbelievable dressing room to walk into. Um, what made it that? Because everyone said that. The spirit. Was just, it? The, the spirit, the, the camaraderie, the, the banter that was flying around, the way you worked for each other, the way you could actually have a go at someone. Right. Knowing that they're not going to take it personally. Okay. Um, I think that helps massively. I don't think you can do it as much these days. You, know, okay. you can't open someone up and just tear into them. <laughs> Because people take it too personally. Yeah. But back then, you had to go, yeah, no, he's probably right. Mm. And then move on and mm. move on swiftly. And, you know, we, we sort of carried the, the group that was there before in League One, sort of brought everyone in and just carried us right through with them, yeah. which was a great feeling because some of us needed carrying early on, me especially. So. Okay. See, I remember when I remember in your first, at least the first two seasons, you being extremely vocal on the pitch mm. literally barking at your mm. defenders just the first two yeah. <laughs> well no, the stadium must have got louder particularly the first two so did that carry on in the dressing room as well were you were you having a go uh, at centre backs when they made mistakes for example or not or no okay no because I'm I've never been that type of character okay. in terms of that you know if someone asked I'd say my piece mm. but I would like you say I would always like to do my talking on the pitch to try yeah. and mm try and limit the mistakes if you like okay basically the, the way I see it the more I talk on the pitch the easier I'm trying to make my job mm -hmm. so if I can organise someone and shut lines of passes or shut mm. positions off that means I don't have to do much in, in, no, in no, layman's play, terms yeah. and, and that's that's why I think communication on a football pitch not yeah. just from a goalkeeper but right the way through a team 
is vital. Yeah. Because if I'm talking to them and they're talking to them and they're talking to them, and they can't see what you see sometimes. Exactly. Uh huh. So, you know, yeah, I was always, I've always been vocal on the pitch, and it was always something going back to the Cambridge days that I was always encouraged to do. Okay. So that's something that's been I've been fairly fairly decent at and fairly consistent throughout my career. Um, Were you naturally quite a kind of not a out there character in terms of vocal or not? Because it doesn't strike me as you're like that. No, on the pitch. Right. On the pitch, yeah. So something pitch, just switches. Yeah, because you can be, you can be a different person on the pitch. Yeah. Because you for that ninety minutes. But does that come naturally to, win a to game. you? Uh, or did it come over I think, the, I think the loans and the, the the Cambridge and the Everton days? I think it goes back further than that. I think it? it's you know as a kid I was always bigger than everybody else, yeah. so everyone sort of looked to me to set an example you know I was always told by my teachers you shouldn't do that you should be setting an example uh, thinking mm. I'm the same age I'm the same age why, <laughs> yeah. why should I be different <laughs> yeah. um, but then it's always something that stuck with me so I'm like right well if I can set a good example mm. then people might follow and interesting yeah I can see why you fancied a bit of the army now because I could see you fitting into the army really well well I, I come from a military background yeah. my dad was in there so it was sort of I was raised with a military discipline, discipline if you like. Right. yeah which stood me in and so in, in your eyes were you were you disciplining your defenders in front of you sometimes? Um, no, like I said, I think I was just trying to make it easy. Okay. Just trying to make it easy for them, easy for me. Um, Definitely not having a go at them. No, okay. sometimes there would be, but only when I really felt it was needed. And I yeah. think you do that more when you're younger because you, you're getting all hyped up yeah. and okay. all the emotions are going through. Whereas when you get older, you can sort of calm yourself down and go, right, okay, you didn't yeah. mean to do it. Okay. You know, and, and I think the, the more, mistakes that get made by other people or by yourself you go actually no one means to make a mistake no. yeah it happens yeah, yeah yeah how can you help them bounce back from that mm. you know if they're on the floor already because they've made a mistake you're going to kick them and keep them on there or you're going to go right come on up you get fair play yep. Chris what are your first memories of when we signed John and, and the first kind of be honest <laughs> yeah. no 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 because we'll be it, it, it's big gloves to fill from Fraser isn't it yeah I mean I, I well first and foremost I remember having Fraser and being like Jesus, this is one of the best goalkeepers we I've I've seen at the club in, in a while. Um, I grew up on Robert Green, mm. which was amazing, yeah. and he was lobbing the ball over the halfway line easily mm. from from his box, and I was just like, Jesus, that this is some keeper here. I think we've been quite lucky in goalkeepers, to be fair, very lucky. Um, <clears throat> we've had some brilliant, brilliant GKs in the time. John comes in, really, really consistent. Um, gets the Premier League and absolutely loving it mm. and then it got to and I'll be and I've said, I, when we first spoke about John coming on the pod I was very upfront and honest because it was the I think it was the season when there was rumours of Chelsea coming in and just come back from injury mm. yeah, yeah. And, at me, and for me at that point I was like if I'm John Ruddy I'm off right. so I remember that season not too dissimilar in a weird sort of way than what's going on with the Tim Krull thing now. I think some of the fans were getting on John's back. Um, I was one of them. Um, and, I, and I thought, if, I, if I'm John at this point, I'm, I'm not taking it anymore. Mm. I'm off. So, so fair play. Um, but quite honestly, he's one of the, one of the best goalkeepers we've had. The stats don't lie, do mm. they? Um, some, some amazing promotions. Unbelievable games. Clean sheets against some of the best sides in the country. But what's your favourite clean sheet, by the way? For Norwich, in the Prem, obviously. Or was it not? It's <coughs> been some big ones. Portsmouth, away. Uh, yeah. First season, championship. Okay. Promotion. Yeah, boom. Um, in the Premier League, Chelsea at home. 
0-0 Lambert's season, first season in the Prem. That was our first in Barry's sheet. Tires yeah. that day. We had, to that. Wait, we had to wait until January to get that as well. Was that the one that, when um, there's a picture of famous picture of Holty laughing at Matted on the floor diving? Was that May that have time? Been. I've got to bring this up as well. The the game at Chelsea where you knocked Drogba out. Mm. Talk to me about that. That's horrible. Was it horrible? Were you like, oh my god, I've killed Drogba? That's the title. Oh my god, I've killed. It was Drogba. one of those things. It, it, to make it where he was offside. <laughs> He, he didn't even need to go for it. Did you tell him he was offside? No, because he was unconscious. <laughs> no, it's, it was one of those things. I've just come for the ball and I yeah. felt felt a punch and I thought, is that the ball or his head? And I've turned around and he's lying on the floor. Yeah. And he's got blood trickling from his nose. I remember it being nose. like, an, oh my God. Yeah. And all I thought was, he's you've not moved. Yeah, he's not moved an inch. And it was only after when you see the actual footage of it where he literally is sparked yeah. in midair and bounces yeah. off the floor. You didn't get a Christmas card from Didier that year then? No, to be fair, um, Andy Cross knew John Terry. Okay. So he, I said to him, like, could you get me his number? So he got ah, me Drogba's number, good. I texted him and rang him and just said, look, I'll be okay. And what was his reaction? Was he angry? He was sound, no, he was sound, was to be fair. Yeah, he said, look, it's part and parcel of it. He said, no problem, no issues. He said, fair I was play. just, and then he said to me, I was really scared, I was never going to see my kids again. Bloody so, hell. So my I didn't, God. I didn't need to hear that. <laughs> I'm trying to trying to make me feel better. I didn't need that, but no, he was he was absolutely top draw, and he was getting ready to make you feel a bit guilty for the next yeah. game at Cow Road, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, but then he left, didn't he? he left after that. He left uh, in okay. January, so so yeah, what's this rise like from? Because first season is promotion, yep. unbelievable season, yep. scoring tons of goals, defensively really sound. Then you go into the Premier League, brilliant season in the Prem, mm. great games, memorable wins. You must be thinking, right, I've got my base now. I'm playing well. The fans are really on side. We're playing some of the best football this club has seen. This is going well now. Yeah, and I think it was still uh, the core group of when I joined was still there. Mm-hmm. And it was, that was what was driving us through. You know, yeah. I think there's a lot of similarities between this season and that season yeah. was the fact that it's a great core group mm-hmm. of people mm-hmm. who might not be the best footballers that mm. are in England, might not be the most technically gifted, but they will work together and mm. they will work for each other to get results. And that's what we did back then. Um, like you say, the championship season was just a whirlwind. Yeah. It was just, we were, like I said, I joined on a crest of a wave and, and we never came off it. <laughs> and, and we played really, really well. Um, deserved promotion. Got into the Premier League. Again, played really, really well. I think we finished 12th 12th yeah it was um, yeah yeah and then, place finish yeah right, until the season after yeah <laughs> until Chris came in um, and then I got into the England squad at the end of that season yeah. as well 2012 and it was just like yeah so when you got promoted from the championship into the Premier League yeah was there ever a stage when you thought this is too high level for me or were you like no I am here and I belong here yeah, no, I think and I think that was the general feeling amongst the whole squad was, was that wow. we've earned our right to be here. Yeah. You know, why are we going to come in here and fear anybody? Mm. We know what we're about. We know we'll work hard for each other. Mm. We know we'll work hard day to day. We know we'll help each other through tough times. And we did that. And 12th play finish says it all. So, um, yeah, it was just a really enjoyable season because I think no matter what, happens a promoted team is never expected to do much no no and I think especially nowadays agreed and once you take that weight off your own shoulders 
and play with the freedom and expression. Mm-hmm. You see how many times you see it when a team already gets relegated and then actually starts playing yeah, the best yeah, football yeah, of the yeah, season yeah. because there's no weight of expectation. Yeah. And and we took that weight off and Paul was brilliant at doing that, his man management and management of the squad mm-hmm. to just say, listen, his favourite saying was, it's a myth. Right. The Premier League's a myth. Go out and show what you can Interesting. do. Interesting. And then we did it. So Arguably what Wolves are doing this season, right? Yeah. Well, it's some brilliant stuff. Yeah, and, and it's a... It's slightly different in the sense that at Wolves, since the managers come in, obviously I came in last year the same sort of time as he did, um, but he's played the same way mm. okay. right the way through. He's had the same basic ethoses that have said, right, this is what I'm building this team on. Mm. We go. Mm. And we, he hasn't changed. He's made a couple of tweaks this season in terms of taking one striker out and putting it in midfield to solidify okay. midfield. But apart from that, we've got the same rules the same mm. same disciplines that we had last year and do you think Norwich will do that when they get to the Premier League next season I say when uh, do you think we'll stick to it I think I think Daniel will believe in himself enough to to do that yeah, yeah. I, I can't see there being wholesale changes either mm. you know Norwich aren't going to go and spend 50 60 70 million no you know Wool spent a fair bit of money in the summer uh, Fulham spent 100 million. Mm. Yeah. Norwich aren't going to do that. Yeah. No. You know, Norwich are going to be more of the mould of, in terms of expenditure, like a Cardiff. Yeah. You know, yeah. they're going to pick and choose the players they want. Yeah. Pick pieces of the puzzle that they think need filling, and then go from there. But again, again, the, the core group of this squad will be what carries you through next year. And jumping ahead, of course, because we're not there yet. Touch wood. Do you think we could survive in the Premier League without investing so much? I don't see why not. I, I really don't. I, I think. Again, it's like I just said there, if you take that weight of expectation off, which, mm. let's be honest, if anybody connected to Norwich City this season <laughs> thought they were going to be in this position with eight games oh, to go, yeah. Don't they're, know what they're, about. they're liars. Yeah. <laughs> it's as simple as that. Yeah. Because nobody thought you'd be top of the league, eight games to go, mm. five points clear a third. Yeah. So you, there, there's the weight of expectation taken off straight away yeah. from the start of the season. Now, next season's going to be similar because everyone's going to go, Let's just enjoy mm-hmm. what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And why wouldn't you? And I feel like our first season in the Prem, when, when you were in between the sticks, John, it was like that against the big boys. It was almost like mm-hmm. we were proving a point. And this is what I love about when Norwich in the Premier League and people, I don't buy this, oh, I prefer the championship because we win more games of football. Absolute crap. Absolute rubbish. When you're in the Premier League, there's no better feeling than playing against Chelsea, mm. Arsenal, Man U and scraping a 1-0 win. And, and we did and that so Norwich. many times. Hey, exactly. And, and John, what, what was it like? Did, could you sense that it was a massive deal for the community of Norfolk when that happened? Or was it just quite insular, we're just doing our job? No, when, when the club gets to the Premier League, it's mm. massive for the area. Mm. There's, there's nothing else in the area. Do you know what I mean? It's, hey, what the hell? No, but that's... Norfolk Broads, right? Well, yeah. Oh, hang obviously. on, hang on. I've got, I've got to interrupt you. What's your favourite place in Norfolk? My favourite place in Norfolk? Yeah, or thing to do. That's not the football. I just like taking the dogs out for walks. Where do you take them for a walk? You see, you're asking me a question, but... I've got no good answer. I've never been to a beach. Well, no, I, no, no. Oh, no, here no. we go. We're getting to it. I have. I have. I went to um, take the kids to go to the Seals. Horsey, Winterton. Name, name, name another one. Yarmouth. No. I don't Good. Know. Yes, yes. That's what we wanted to get out of you. No, no, Jack always bangs on about Yarmouth. So no, as long as you yeah. don't like Yarmouth, you're right, famous. Fire pitch and putt, though. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. fine. Yeah, the pitch and putt's yeah, solid. I'll give you that. And, and the hippodrome. The hippodrome. Yeah. Yeah, actually, yeah. the hippodrome was one of my favourite things to do. Well, there we go. Oh, honestly, honestly. There we go. It is unbelievable. Not an awful Broads fan? Get on the boat? Have a cruise? 
You're too no, big for one of them little yeah, prime high really, yeah. things, aren't you? Walkie dog at Whittlingham. Walk my dog. Whittlingham Lakes. Yeah. Have a little run around there. Solid performer. Yeah. yeah. Good man. Good so, man. Keep it local. But it did feel, it did feel at that Keep stage, as Chris said, <laughs> this was this was a massive time for the football. Could you feel that in the dressing room? That the fans were losing their heads because this was going so well? I think everybody was. I think everybody was just enjoying the moment yeah. we were in. Yeah. And I think that once... Once you have that, and once you have that level of expectation above what was already expected, mm. then everybody just goes, "Yeah, this is yeah, unbelievable." Yeah. Mm. This season uh, it's, it's a prime example. You know, people are going into the season, and I knew people, who, friends of mine, who went last year, and you were getting what twenty one, twenty two thousand, and that was never ever the case. No, it was always a full house at Carrow Road. Mm, yeah. This season's brought the full house back. Mm. The fans are, you know, I've watched a, a fair few games this year and the fans have been unbelievable. Yeah. And it's been back to that atmosphere of, it's, it's similar to Man U in a way where the fans are now going, we've got our Man U, Manchester yeah. United back. Yeah. Mm. Norwich, are, Norwich are back, they're playing fearless football, they're playing high intensity football, they're playing cutthroat football. Mm. Cutthroat but they're football, also, like they're that. also winning dirty mm. and winning ugly. Yeah. And all like of those ingredients are needed to be successful. Do you, do you like an ugly win? Love it. There's nothing <laughs> better you? than a scrappy one. You stink win. of an ugly win. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. You love. Someone that, you get you? a clean sheet. It doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? The Swansea game is a prime example. The other week, yeah. Swansea came, outplayed, played Norwich in the for the first 45, 50 minutes. Yeah. All of a sudden, bang! One chance goal. Mm. Sharp yeah. shop. They're not getting through. Now, one name I've been, I've have, I have leaked this information that, you've, that you're going to come on to a few people, and I've been told to say one name. Oh, okay. No, no, I know what's coming. Do no. you? Yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to say it. Don't. Louis Suarez. <laughs> <laughs> right. I didn't how think do that we was po- How do we possibly summarise those games against Louis Suarez? <laughs> what was, I mean... It wasn't your fault. It was just his brilliance, wasn't it? Well, I don't know. That one where it went over his head from the halfway line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, was who expecting else that? is going to try that? <laughs> yeah, no, I know. No, I mean, Wardy should have got tighter there anyway. That's my point. No, he was... Um, yeah, best, Did he say anything to you driver. afterwards? Like, no, I'm I said so to, sorry, I said John. to him... Did you say it was drawing to him, a game. You've ruined my... It was drawing one of the games. I think it was at Anfield when we lost 5-1. And he'd already scored Oof, a couple. Yeah. And I just said to him, I said... Can you, Can you just be injured next time? <laughs> so just have a day off when you're playing against him. He just started you. laughing, and I said, and then I went to him at the end, and and he was stood there with Glenn Johnson, and uh, he was getting the match ball from the ref. I said, Do you want me to sign that for it? <laughs> and it's like, but it's just one of those things. You you going into the game, and that one at Anfield, I particularly remember because I was like, I'm going to get the better of him tonight. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Really? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he dinks it over Beno's head and half volleys one into the oh, corner of the net, and you go. Yeah, it was insane. There's it? nothing much you can do about these. Yeah, it's. So he scored every Carrow single Road. type of goal. The one at Carrow that I remember was the just over halfway line. Sorry, by the way, I'm sorry yeah. to bring this up. I'm not sorry. Um, and then I remember one of their fans walking out and pulling a Mooney, yeah. the Norwich fan, and yeah. then kissing Suarez. Yeah. Like just absolutely nuts times. Yeah. Crazy no, and, times. And, but that's an indication of. And he says it in his book, actually. I read his book. Why did you do that? <laughs> just why? Because someone, told me, someone, someone told me I was mentioning it. So <laughs> I literally just looked for it on the glossary and went to that page. Claimed to and, and, he just, yeah, and he just said, uh, he said, when you get that feeling of when you play against a certain club and a certain player that you just know you're going you're gonna to do well. He said, that's how I felt when I played against Norwich. And, and when, John Ruddy. He, and I can't remember the exact quote, but it's in there. Anyone who's got it, have a read. It's... Yeah, it's, it sums it up, and he just sort of says, 
I felt sorry for him. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what he says. I was like, oh, thanks, Louis. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You just got a hundred million pound move yeah. off to I'll Barcelona. Send, off I'll, off send the back of me. I'll send yeah. you the invoice in the post. Yeah, I think I tweeted when I was on Twitter at the time he moved. I think I tweeted, I should be due for a cut or something. <laughs> yeah, it's still not come. Love so. that. Right, we've just talked about <coughs> Suarez. Let's um, go to slightly different times. England. England come calling. It was certainly deserved. Um, but that, that even that didn't quite go to plan, did it? Yeah. So right, talk Jack. me. Well, no, I'm, I'm just right. saying it's been a, it's a fantastic come career. On. Um, England come calling. First of all, that's a dream come true, right? Yeah, yeah, hundred um, percent. What's what's going through your head at this point? You must be a really proud goalkeeper at this point because you've you've put the bloody work in. Not just a goalkeeper, just as a person. Yeah. I think mm. you know it's the pinnacle of yeah. of anybody's profession to be recognised for your nation. And, yeah. And you know, it's even tougher when you're at Norwich as well because not many Norwich mm. players have, have, have been called up for England in, well, I think in recent well, times. I was the first since Robert Green. I wow. Think, yeah. Was I? Probably I would have been, yeah. Probably, probably, probably yeah. would have been. Um, yeah, and I don't think there's been there's been any that have played for England since then. No, there hasn't. No. Um, Holty should have got in. Yeah. Ooh, little pause there. No, 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 he should have. But the, f- the problem for him was the strikers were so good and mm. Ricky Lambert was coming through at the same time and he was more favourable. Mm. Um, Do you buy that? No, not one bit. Holt over Lambert? I, I would have, of course you, because yeah. you need something different. It's the same as Great. when Andy Carroll gets in a squad. You know, mm. I'd, when Andy Carroll's fit and available, I'd put him in a squad all day long because he's something different. Yeah, yeah. And you need a variety in there, but it wasn't to be for Holt. He, um, you know, and I know he's... He's not bitter, but he's disappointed that that never came. Yeah, of course, you would be. It was ridiculous. I remember it's ridiculous. Yeah, it actually annoys me now that Madison didn't get a call up. No, in this squad, embarrassing. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Embarrassing. Right? I'm so pleased you've said embarrassing. that. Embarrassing. Um, look, 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 he might be most assists. He, yeah, he, he might be the best player in the world in five years' time. But Callum hudson odoi should not be near a full England squad at this moment in time. He's not made a Premier League start. Mm. What happened to the Preach. days where it used to be Preach. you have to play half a season, a full season yep. in the Premier League before yep. you then judge yep. on it? For me, yeah, it might be a little bit old school, but that's that's my view on it. No, mm. I buy it totally. And Madders has got, like you said, he's created the most chances in the f- top five leagues in yeah. Europe. Yeah. yeah. Southgate's missed the trick there, isn't he? But he will <coughs> be in there eventually. Anyway, back, anyway, to, you. back to you. No. You're a 2012 squad. Yeah. And then you break your finger. Yeah. You must be thinking, oh, no. Yeah. Because um, that was in I training, thought, wasn't it? It was second day, second session for England at the Etihad yeah. Stadium. That's why the Etihad Stadium is my <laughs> least favourable, least favourite stadium in the world. So how does how does the broken finger come about? Just simply saving a shot? Yeah, just was it? We were doing a session, gone through a couple of cones, and I think they were rascal umbro balls or something. And <laughs> Do you hate umbro co- balls? <laughs> 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 the coach has just chucked a ball in, and, it's, and I've gone like that. It's just dipped at the last minute, just caught me on the end of the finger. And it's just, let's see that. I don't know if you can see that there. Cool. But oh, just, yeah, like, yeah, hello. You know, so it's just, it, luckily for me, it bent that way instead of. Do you, have a bad, do you have bad dreams of like Luis Suarez kicking an umbro ball at you? That would be. Oh my God, imagine that. That would be horrendous. Um, yeah, so the finger comes about and get back into the changing room afterwards. God, it's a bit sore that. Take my glove off, and it's just purple. Oh, just no. old top knuckle is just purple. I oh, that doesn't look good. Oh. And they've had a look, and they've said, "Yeah, it's broken." Shit. I said, "Right." I said, "What are we doing?" <laughs> what are we doing? He said, <laughs> I uh, love that. "I've got to send you back." I said, "No, surely not." 
I said, like, I can still train, like, just strap it up. Yeah. I said, no, we can't. I said, literally, for insurance purposes. Oh, my God. England, oh, so it was down to that. England, England couldn't take the chance of wow. causing more damage. Um, if I would have done it for Norwich in a training session at Norwich, I would have played on a Saturday. Yeah. So. Really? Yeah. Well, because yeah. you would have got away with it? Or? No, because you, you could tape it up, you could take mm. injections and oh, take okay, pills. Yeah. You could get by. But, yeah, because of... But you did get one appearance for England, right? Yeah, so after that all happened, and then they had the Euros, and mm. it was I think it was ten days before I got married as well. And as, on as, that finger, on as well. that finger, yeah. and as my missus has put the ring on, she's actually squeezed the end of my <laughs> finger. There's a picture of us getting married, and my face is like that <laughs> because she squeezed the end of my finger as she's putting the ring on. Um, your missus is quite prevalent in your career. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's been there from the start. So fair play. Yeah, um, yeah. So we get the Euros out of the way, and then get back to. Uh, to pre-season and then I'm in the squad for August first one it's the week before the season starts and I'm in the squad great that's brilliant and oh by the way yeah the goalkeeper coach who was the England coach when I broke my finger was Dave Watson mm. we then employed Dave Watson yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we employed him off the back of that <laughs> so oh. he broke my finger I missed the Euros and he gets a job at Norwich <laughs> I don't he's the, arguably the He's, he's hands down the best class, goal, best goalkeeper yeah, coach I've worked with. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you've seen it with the the CV he's got and the goalkeepers he's mm. worked with. I am biased because he got us tickets to one of the England games. Oh, did he? Yeah. He's a top boy. But he's um, yeah, he's brilliant. His coaching sessions were unbelievable. Yeah, you went in looking forward to training every day. Yeah. So, you know, it's, uh, but so, he came in anyway, and, and uh, I was in the squad for the August one. We played Italy, mm. but we played in Switzerland, obviously uh, at Young Boys Ground, and then. Roy said to me, he said, uh, Jack's going to start, Jack Butland. I said, okay. And he said, if we don't make any subs in the first half, right, you're going to come on for the second half. I said, okay. So I'm sat on the bench like that. Yeah. Please don't make any subs. Yeah. Get to half time. I think, yes, I'm in. Do my warm up at half time and then, yeah, play 45 minutes. Wow. How was that? Just uh, career highlight? Yeah. At the top? Yeah, I, yeah, fe- I feel yeah. like I would have just going on your journey. I feel mm. like I would have literally just walked on the pitch and cried, just in sheer. I think, oh my I th- god! How the hell have I done this? I think if I had started the game and I was lining up for the mm. singing the anthem, singing the anthem, I think I would have cried. Yeah, you're the kind of guy that belt out an anthem. Yeah, yeah, I did. I did it Wembley in the playoffs. playoffs yeah, 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 because and I almost cried at the playoff final. Yeah, yeah, singing yeah. Singing the anthem, but it was just that. It's that raw emotion of going. This is. Yeah, yeah. This is what I've worked for. I love that. And it's like you say, you know, you'd go back to a 14 year old kid mm. who started out not knowing what he was going to do. Then you build on through, building through, knock back down, building through, mm, building yeah. through, knock down. And you get to that point and it's just like, yeah. Wow. Yeah. wow. Do you feel like you've ticked it off? Are you satisfied yeah, of you've done it? I'm satisfied I've done it. I think I should have had more. Good man. But I'm satisfied I've done it. And At least you've done it. Yeah. Know what Holt he's gone through, for example. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's there's many a players who probably deserved it and, and didn't get it. Holtby being one of them. So, um, yeah, I'm very fortunate. Brilliant. So, Lambert now it's leaves. At, yeah. he's already gone. So, was your England call up under Chris or Paul? No, it was under Paul because it was the end under of the season, okay. last season. So we beat Aston Villa two 0 last game of the yeah. season. That was when yeah. City won the league. That was yeah. Aguero. Yes, that's when it. Gave yeah. Beautifully sunny day. I remember it well. Yeah. 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 So we won won that game two 0 Went in. TV was on, Aguero scores, yeah. Man City win the league, everyone's yeah. going mental. Um, what, in your chamber room? No, just on the TV. Oh, okay. and, uh, <laughs> I couldn't believe it, it was just <laughs> yeah, unbelievable. It was crazy. Um, yeah, so then 
after that I we had a team night out after that game here and we I, go I had here a, we go no, I was, <laughs> here we go I don't know what happened don't ask me because I oh blimey John was it that many yeah it might have been uh, what's your go to drink by the way day it is well, it's changed over the years go on give me a drink at that point please don't say what Dean Ashton said drink at that point would have yeah. been probably do cider know, do you know right. Dean Ashton yeah talk to so Dean's go to drink is half no a WKD and half a lager mixed in okay are you buying that no <laughs> that sounds shock, horrendous that's yeah. shocking yeah. Isn't it? power shandy called it a power shandy yeah I'd never heard and of it. We got slagged off by the Golden Oldies for not knowing what that was. Mm. No, the only uh, WKD mixed drink is with uh, port and a cheeky Vimto. What? Hello. A cheeky Vimto it's called, yeah. It tastes like a Vimto. Cheeky port Vimto. and yeah. Port and WKD. John Ruddy and Cheeky Vimtos. Get that one down. Write worth. that one down, you can use that. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's worse than Dean's. Uh, anyway, so your night out. So yeah, we had a night out and you know it was really good. We had some food and it was just a great just crowd. Food, just for course, uh, yeah. just you know being with all the lads. That was I think that was on a Sunday, and then mm. wake up the Monday morning, feeling a bit a little bit delicate. <laughs> had a phone call. Don't recognise the number. I was like, oh, who's this? Hello. Oh, yeah. don't tell me it's Roy. Oh, John, it's uh, Ray Clements. Wow. <laughs> and I'm thinking because oh, we've been talking about like the lads have been talking about. Oh, you got to get called up. You're going. To, you're going in Euros. Did you pull that up out of bed? Like, oh, hi, Ray. Is it, like, is it a joke or isn't it? I was like, <laughs> thought I'd play along with it. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. It's just to let you know um, the team, the squad gets announced later and just want to let you know you're in it. Yeah. I don't think this is a joke. You're not hung over. Like, no, yeah. I'm not hung over, straight back up. Yeah, like that. Phone call's finished, go downstairs. Laura, yeah, I'm in the Euro squad. So like, what? I'm in the squad. And then that's just like, wow. And I think we had the player of the year dinner that evening. Okay. We've sort of Ooh, gone that's there a heavy and, couple of days. Yeah, and uh, gone there, and I was like, "No, I'm not drinking tonight. I'm not drinking." I mean, English. Why are you not then? drinking? Yeah. <laughs> and then, and Holt, to be fair, I think Holt, who was sat next to me, he's gone there. You oh, heard no. anything from England? I was oh. like, "Yeah." Was that awkward? No, because I didn't know whether he'd heard as well. So oh. he said to me, and I said, "Oh yeah." I said, "I had a phone call this morning." So yeah. I said, like, "What about you?" He's like, "No, nothing yet." I said, "I oh, might just phone." Like I said, it was only Ray Clements that phoned me anyway, so he might just be ticking the goalkeepers off. Oh, but right. yeah, all good excuse. Yeah, yeah like so that. Um, that always seems. I've yeah. heard that story a lot from players when they've been like, "I've been called up to the national squad." Is it a joke? <clears throat> it seems like a really odd way. I know that obviously you have to phone you. Well, what are you expecting, Jack? A little, I don't a little, know, like a, a little Snapchat. Roy Hodgson to turn up Roy at your front door. Video or call or yeah, <laughs> it just seems a bit. I don't know. Yeah, because it no, could have quite easily been. I don't know. Yeah, it could quite easily. That's what. That's why a lot of people get fooled by it. Yeah. Yeah, it happened and then. Fair play. Yeah, that was. So give us your favourite Norwich City night out story. Come on. Just wheel it out of you. What's so we we had as you know Wes and Russ on, and yeah. they told us about that famous championship night out where Wes is jumping into lorries. What's your perspective of that night? Because we've got <laughs> yeah, that. Like that. No, yeah, it was yeah. pretty much as, as they, they said. described. We were stood on the top of an open top bus, singing <laughs> songs. I don't know what we were singing, and then all of a Norwich sudden, chance. people are coming down. I think I was just getting off, and all we heard was no. <laughs> turned around and it's just this smash in the bin truck and Wes is you just see this little leprechaun head just pop up and it's just going everywhere now can you disclose who Wes Wally was no No, I don't think that's fair to do that I don't think that's fair to do that I'm lucky Jack a clue maybe no no No. it was hilarious there are some vicious rumours going around about who Wes Wally was yeah Mm. well we'll let the people decide once again comment below who you think it was Um, so that's (laughs) <laughs> that's a memorable summer for you yeah 
and then Chris comes in. Yeah. Now we've spoke to Holty. He obviously has gone on record and said he didn't really enjoy that season because of the style you played and stuff. Does that mean it's the opposite for you? Slightly more defensive, easier for um, you, or was it tough? I enjoyed it in the sense that yeah, we we felt a lot more structured, a lot, mm. a lot more solid. But yeah, I can I can completely understand why an attacking player would be frustrated. Yeah. Mm. Um, you know, we sort of we had a really good group and a really good team again uh, defensively sound but we probably didn't have that bite just the dynamism going forward and it's just you know teams who who defend really well mm. and are hard to break down have to then have that ability to counter attack yeah. quickly yeah. Yeah. to go from back to front not not long ball but mm. move the ball quickly so you get to the areas uh, we had the wolf prob- right buddy <sighs> Ricky, man, Ricky, Ricky, Ricky. He was listen. Did you feel sorry for Ricky? One hundred percent. Yeah. He, you, he worked. He worked his socks off. Mm-hmm. He really did. And look, when he first came in, I remember speaking to Rob Newman, mm. uh, who was scouting at Man City, yeah, and I said to him, I said, "Oh, we've signed." I'm also thinking, "When what signing that is?" He really? Said, he said, "We looked at him." So we looked at him and we like him. He said his movements unbelievable. Really? He's like, he'll score you some goals. <sighs> Within the first couple of weeks of training. I saw exactly what he meant about his movement, but it was that just that ability in front of goal mm. to be really clinical that he just lacked a little bit. But it, it wouldn't have taken much for him, you know. Mm. I think he was scapegoated quite a bit as well. Really, well, it was being, a record signing, exactly. And, yeah. and to have that hanging over it, not you imagine if you come in on the last day of transfer window, yeah. yeah, you've got you haven't got time to listen to all the furore mm. going around because you're straight into training mm. the games. We signed him in. Early, February, March. So yeah. we already had months of the season yeah. left before yeah. he actually came in. Oh yeah, because so we you've Ricky got Ricky watch, didn't we? When he was so you've got the build yeah. up and the build up and the building. It's building and building and building. Pipe, pipe, pipe. And then he comes in. Marketing and it's like, campaign. Scare of the wolf. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah it's, oh, it's, it's not what we quite expected. Yeah. And 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 you spoke. It feels like you're very much based around having a good core. I'm not just saying Ricky, but that was when we started to then be signing these players from European leagues and bigger money signings. Did you? start to feel like that core was being lost? I think that's difficult to say because I think the core was always there. Mm. You know, we always had a good solid group of lads and and we always integrated everybody into mm. that. Now, I think whatever, I've been in a, a load of different changing rooms and you will always have, not fractions, but you'll always yeah. have groups who, who split off and do their own thing because they've either got more in common mm. Uh, they're around the same ages they're, they're, they've got kids or don't have kids you know it's all different circumstances that create that but when you're working and you're training you don't think about that stuff right. you know you again the same thing is we work for each other we try for each other we want to fight for each other we want to win for each mm. other you know and, and I don't think that changes much but it's only thing when things start to go the other way mm. that people then start to analyse that even more okay. and it becomes it comes under the microscope um, and I think that's what happened. I think we obviously brought in players of a different ilk to what we were used to, mm. um, but players with enormous ability. Mm. Leroy Fur was yeah. incredible, Talented. incredible yeah. player. Left foot, right foot, jumping ability, strength, composure on the ball, shooting ability. Mm. He had everything he, he needed to be a top six Premier League player. Shall I tell wow. you a random fact about Leroy Fur? He <laughs> literally almost killed me. Did he? Yeah. 
He was coming out of Martin Olsen's house, reversed out onto the main road, and almost killed me. Fun fact for you. Did he? Yeah, like like he almost called killed <laughs> Didier Drogba. Leroy Fair's got the claim to fame. He almost killed Chris Reeve. Well, anyway, I'm not there sure you go. That. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he he was incredible. Seb Seb came in and was an absolute rock at the back. Mm. Um, Player of the season. Yeah, Martin Olsen came in, and you, you look, you're talking about international footballers. Mm. Mm. So they they can only add to the squad. Mm. Um, you know, and the fact of the matter was that season. I think, well, we we finished eleventh that season, yeah. highest Premier League finish. Yeah. and it was only the season after. Yes, I think where everybody else came in, and then yeah, things didn't quite go as planned, and we didn't start, and we didn't quite get the results. But we got to remember that we kept twelve clean sheets that season. The relegation season, yeah. did we? We kept twelve clean sheets, and we only scored twenty-eight goals. <laughs> Bloody hell! Yeah. So that tells yeah. you. Where it, was going where, where it went wrong, and I think playing Grant Holt then, yeah, Marcus Holt he left, he left. It was that season, yeah, yeah, that yeah, season, sorry, didn't he? Yeah. So, you know, we we survived the season before yeah. because we we managed to scrap a few points and a couple yeah. of teams dropped points here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was only because we beat Man City because I'd been injured a lot of that season. That was when I'd done my five. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So I played. Declan was in the in no the fire, Bunny, wasn't it? Bunny, wasn't it? It was Bunny it was in the fire. So I played. Is that when we played like Arsenal, Man U, and yeah, Man City? Yeah, we beat them at home. We beat Man U and Arsenal yeah, at home one yeah. 0 and so I got injured in the Everton game in the November. Yeah, it's away, wasn't it? Talks about that. Injured against them, of all people. Yeah, taking God. a goal kick of yeah. all things. God. I just remember because I went to Benno. I'd done it, and then Tex gave me a back pass. I was like, <laughs> and I sort of almost had to swing my own leg to get the ball up because I just, I, as I took a goal kick, I just felt a snap, and I just, all oh, that didn't feel right. Tets had given me a back pass I tried to kick it again I went yeah there's nothing there Ooh. and then the ball went out for a goal kick and like they were on the bench going you're right you're right I was like nope. I'm not sure I'm not sure I said Benno you're going to have to take the goal kick and Benno in Benno's fashion went, you can't yeah. fucking kick the ball get <laughs> off the fucking pitch <laughs> <laughs> cheers Benno thanks mate my leg's hanging off but don't worry about it and, and that, uh, was, that was a big in- we've all we've somehow skipped over that that mm. was a big injury yeah. wasn't it because yeah that for was, a while that was Five months in time, yeah. it would have been. Yeah. Did you feel like you were the same coming back after that? Uh, I felt like I'd done everything I needed to. Yeah. Um, but I don't think I don't think you can ever be back to a hundred percent the no. same once you come back from an injury like that. I think you know your movement patterns have changed. Mm. You've been used to doing certain things in your rehab that you just can't recreate. Yeah. Come game day. Um, but and are you always that. aware, like when you're when you get a back pass, mm. you have to launch one long. Are you always aware, like, oh, this it's, it's not going to be as strong as it once was. Could it go again? No, no. Uh, to, to, to start with, I think you always are, and yeah. I think it's um, something you have to be wary of. Um, but you know, now don't think it, about it. No, it's the strength there. It feels fine. It's it's as good as it was, really. Even maybe better. But mm. I think, like you say, it's just the thing is with long-term injuries, and anybody who's had them will tell you. When you come back from that injury, you then start to feel everything else that okay. was going wrong. Yeah. So I came back from that injury, and then all of a sudden I thought, well, my knees, my knees sore. Right. You know what's the, what's happening because with my knee here? Because yeah. So much. yeah, yeah. And then it's like, oh, my other knee sore, and it's like, what's going on here? It's like I've only twenty-seven or whatever I was, and all of a sudden I need knee replacements. It's, <laughs> you know, but it, it's just the culmination of playing so many games in, in yeah, a period yeah. of time, having an injury, not doing anything on those other joints or muscles. And then everything else going, oh, I'm not used to this again. Mm. So it's the little ones, the little niggly injuries that probably hold you back for a longer period of time than you used to. So we then get relegated. 
Then we're, so we're back in the championship. Oh, yeah. Relegation was hard. Um, yeah. And we go again. Yeah. How was that season? Because um, you're back in between the sticks. I've, I've lost track of where we are now. You're back. So in we've, between... Yeah. So we've just had the season with Chris. Yeah. He got sacked with five games left. Neil Adams comes in. Neil Adams comes in for the last five games. Yeah. We lost to Fulham. Yeah. Liverpool at home. Mm. Arsenal home last game of the season. Drew to Chelsea away. Yeah. Nil. Lost to Manu away. They were the last five games. Easy games, really. We should have <laughs> done a while we went down. So, so, so we then <coughs> dropped back into the championship. Yeah. How was that again? Because you know that well. You've you've had good times there. Well, I didn't play in it once. So you, this was my second season in the championship. Right. Okay. So the first season was yes the promotion yeah, yeah. season under Paul. Yeah. So, That's what um, I mean. You've you've got good memories. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that was when you sort of realised the club was taking a different direction. I see. We had Neil Adams come in. Yeah. We had Ricky Martin go into a technical director role. Um, David McNally was still overseeing. Mm. But the the club was sort of going, right, well, we need a different structure yeah. in place. Go, okay, fair enough. No problem. Um, pre-season was good. We went to Italy. Great trip. We brought in, <coughs> I think, Lewis Graben, yeah. Carl Lafferty. Two players we brought in. Was that the preseason when we played that pub team that like lied about there and then <laughs> we beat them to be, like twelve nil or something? Yeah, meant to be like a county FA team. Were you Although like, they were a county FA, they were meant to be like third division. But yeah. And what was that like for you playing that game? Were you like, what the hell was going on? Yeah, nobody was happy with that. Really? Nobody was happy. Did you did you get suspicions at the time that like this is really yeah, weird? When they rocked out in different kits, yeah. It was, it was like it was like it was literally like right, grab a grab a football kit you've got in the cupboard and come down. We've got a game going on, and it was just like, what is this? What is, is, yeah. this is a joke. You know, we would have yeah, been better yeah. off doing an eleven v eleven mm. against ourselves. Um, but that was a good trip in, in, on the whole it was a good trip and then we came back and we, we sort of we played Wolves actually first game of the season lost 1-0 yeah we did Dave Edwards scored yeah good header um, and that was that was actually one of the only times I've actually opened up on someone in the changing room oh really um, hello Here yeah we no Martin Olsen it was because he came back he came he, had, he got sent off didn't he he got sent off yeah, in that game but he had, he'd had some uh, family problems <laughs> which I didn't know at the time right. in, in the off season and he sort of come back and he was overweight. I think he was about a few, quite a few kilos mm. overweight. And he hadn't played all pre-season. Javi Guerrero had played left back mm, and yeah. done really well. You know, Javi was a good lad. Yeah, Javi was a good lad. And uh, he used to drive like a Toyota Yaris around him. Yeah, the yeah. club one. Yeah, yeah, one. Yeah, freebie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah tightest man alive. <laughs> and um, but we got into the change room at the end. And I just, oh, I just lost it. I said, "Oh, so if you went fit, I was like, you weren't doing us any favours being out there." Didn't say this calmly. Yeah. Um, no, I'm so you were slagging off because of his weight. Basically, no, because he hadn't played mm. all pre-season either. Yeah, and and it was like he wasn't ready to play a, a competitive game. Yeah, that's and at the his end fault, of the day that he's been thrown. No, it's not his fault, but at the same time, it is to a certain extent because okay. if he doesn't come back x amount of kilos overweight, he's mm. probably a little bit more able to adapt a bit more. But um, yeah, I just opened up and it was like this rubbish effort. And that's not like you, is it? It wasn't. So no, it wasn't. Was that? Did you look back at that and go, oh, what happened there? Or, or yeah, because it's the first time. I, th I think as well, the frustrations of... Was it that pub team that wound you up? Got yeah, head? it might have been. No, and I'll tell you why as well, because it was 2014 and I missed out on the World Cup squad. I was on uh, standby. And I think... And it was the pre-season before was when the Chelsea interest came. And it was... I was mm, going to ask you about that. Missed out on Chelsea. Or not missed out. Decided not to go to Chelsea. Yeah. Missed out on the World Cup squad. Got relegated. 
Yeah. And I think you come back to pre-season, you go, right, we're having a go at this championship, we're getting out of this league. And then you start like that, and you start, and, and something happens where where Ols got sent off and he mm. got beaten by Van Lepara for mm. the cross. And you're just thinking, these are things that shouldn't be happening. Yeah. And then I think it was just a culmination of everything, it just exploded, and I just, yeah, just lost it. Yeah. Well, so much has gone on. We forgot to mention Chelsea as well. Yeah. yeah. So you were in, I can remember that very vividly, and we, I was like, please don't let John go, please don't let John go. And I feel like it was Mark Schwartz that almost saved us in the end because he went and kind of yeah. filled the role <coughs> that you may have filled. So was that as real, was that going to happen? Because it seemed like from the speculation we were reading, that was pretty much nailed on. It could have happened. Yeah. If A, if I wanted it to, mm. B, if Norwich agreed to it, mm. and C, if Chelsea put an offer what Norwich wanted. Okay. Um, I remember having the conversation I, I was driving back from Cambridge to Norwich I think it was just before pre-season started and I pulled over in a petrol station I phoned Chris and I said Chris obviously like Chris Hutton yeah yeah. and uh, I said look I said I'm aware of Chelsea's interest obviously I think they bid 7 million wow um, that's big money for Norwich yeah. back then it was a, yeah. it would have been a record for an English goalkeeper bloody hell um, and I said look I said I'd like to talk to them okay and he said right so you're telling me you want to leave I went, no. Mm. I said, I'd like to talk to him. I said, this is an opportunity. I said, he, po- he pops, really. He pops at you for that. Well, he, he tries to make me say something mm. I didn't want to say. Yeah. And he said, Interesting. And he, and he said, you, you're telling me you want to leave? I said, no, I'm not saying that. I said, but this is Chelsea. This is a massive club. Mm. You know, Mourinho was there mm. at the yeah. time. I think they just won the league title. And I thought, this, this is a huge opportunity. Mm. I said, think back to when you were a player. Mm. I was like, this is, this is a massive chance. He said, look, he said, if you, if, you need, if you want to tell me you leave or you want to go, you've got a hand in transfer request. So I'm not doing that. I said, I will never do that. I said, what I'm saying to you is I would like to talk to him. He said, well, yeah. if you go to talk to him, he said, that's you telling me you want to leave. I said, no, I, I need to know from them yes. if they sign me what my path is. Mm. Yeah. I said, because I, going back to the Everton days, <clears> I don't want to be back off. there. Yeah, yeah. And, and that was the reason. He said, well, if you go, you're not coming back. I said, you don't know that. I said, I, I I might not like what they tell me. Yeah, I said it's you know it's that situation. Mm. But he said right. He said if you want to hand in the transfer request, we will have no option. I said I'm not doing that because that's not going to look good from a f- at the fans. Looking but it wasn't it? it wasn't anything to do with how it looked to the fans. It yeah. was me as the principles that I have. Yeah, Norwich gave me so much. Yeah, and and listen, I've been I've played with a number of players who have forced their way out of this club, mm. um, and I was not going to do that because mm. I've. I didn't want to disrespect the club in that manner because they'd given me a platform to build on. Mm. Good man. And I said, I said to Chris, I said, right, just promise me one thing. I said, if they come in with a deal that you deem is acceptable, you'll accept it. Right. I said, you and David between you, find out whatever figure you think is acceptable. Yeah. If they come back with that, I said, I'd like to accept it. He said, right, okay. He said, that's fair enough. I said, if they don't, I said, I've got no problem. So you I haven't said, tried to at this point. No. But you... You've said if the offer comes in, you want to go. Yeah, right. And I, and I said to him, I said, if you don't accept an offer, I said, you don't accept an offer. I said, I'm not going to come back and kick my toys and chuck yeah. my toys out of the pram. I said, I will get on with it. I will be as professional as I have been. I said, I will work as hard every day as I have done. Mm. I said, and we'll just move on. I said, it's not a problem. Mm. I said, but I want you to know what I'm thinking. He said, no problem at all. So I went back pre season and we were flying out to Austria. My name wasn't on the itinerary to fly. Wow. Yeah. And I said, I said why, why isn't it? And I don't think they expected me to be there. Right. Um, wow. But I was. And I Interesting. Up. So yeah. how did you get out there then? 
well, they, they had to add me. Buy your own ticket. Yeah, but that that's that's how it all happened, and you know, I, I'd spoke to. Is that a regret for you, John? Do you wish? No, you, I don't do regret you it. Wish that you'd gone to Chelsea. No, no you're again, happy that you stayed yeah, in Norwich. I made the decision, and I've always maintained this. And yeah, you look back on it and go, oh, it would have been nice play for Chelsea. Financially, it would have been unbelievable. Mm. But I made the decision back then for the best. The, the best decision I made was for me and my family. Mm. I didn't want to, A, go back to where I was at Everton mm-hmm. and be sat on the bench and they were waiting for Courtois to come back from Atletico. Mm-hmm. So then I'd be third choice the season after. Yeah. I didn't want to uproot my family again because we were very settled in Norwich. Yeah. Uh, kids had started school and we'd always said, my, me and Laura have always said, once the kids start school, mm. things need to be. We have to be settled because oh, we're not yeah. uprooting them again. Um, and, and fundamentally, I didn't need to go. Mm. I was playing football week in, week in, week out in the Premier League. I was involved in the England squads and we were going into a Premier League season. Yeah. So, why, you know, Playing football has never been, I never started playing football to be rich. Mm. Never yeah. started it to go, I'm on X amount a week, I'm on this a week. That's just, <laughs> That's what comes. money comes with success. Yeah. Yeah. This is what I, people need to understand. Money comes with the success. If I wanted to be rich, I would have gone to Chelsea. Mm. And I would have never lifted a finger probably for the, well, I was going to say, because that was 2014. Play? I would have probably signed a five year deal and not lifted a finger, yeah. you know. So no, do I, did I need to do that? that yeah. I didn't need to do that. I wanted to play football. I want to play football because I love my kids watching me play football. Mm. And, you know, it's a situation that at that time just didn't need to happen. And it, 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 I didn't I didn't feel like I needed to leave. Mm. And I wasn't ever going to disrespect the manager, the club, who was giving me near enough everything I had in life at that point by saying I want to leave. Good man. So this career is, is is astonishing. So we're now back in the championship yep. under Neil Adams. Neil Adams. We've talked about that Wolves game. Let's oh. skip forward. <laughs> Alex Neil comes in. That's a whirlwind. Wembley. Yeah. That for me ranks best moment in my Norwich City supporting career. That's got to be another dream. I mean, we're just ticking bucket listings yeah. off here, aren't we? Yeah, that was an unbelievable day. And that was that was. I'd obviously been in, involved in the England squads and been to Wembley uh, quite a few times, mm. but to actually that was my first time I got to play at Wembley. And uh, yeah, like I said earlier, you know the national anthems ring out, and you just the emotional hits you, and you have to try and keep that in check because you've got to play a game. Yeah. yeah. You know, you walk out of the tunnel, you see half yellow, half yeah. red, and it's just an incredible, incredible day. And if you could guarantee promotion every year that, via yeah. the playoffs that is how you want to do it and it was it was interesting wasn't it because the, the whole playoff went perfectly beating Ipswich then just playing Burr off the park oh yeah talk about beating Ipswich go on what was that like well, well, we, won. We, but, we, but we wanted we <laughs> wanted home. that we wanted that game did you we didn't want to play Brentford or Middlesbrough mm, we yeah. wanted Ipswich because we knew that would have been the easier tie and that that was that was the bottom no, no, John, line. It was no, the, please the, it, give me more, John. It was the easiest tie of, of the f- the three we could have had. Yeah, so, well, yeah it was. Yeah, um, you know, and I thought we we got the better of them twice that season. I think we drew one game. Um, yeah, but I, you know, I hadn't, I hadn't lost to Ipswich. Neither most of the squads. I've never lost to Ipswich. Yeah, I've only seen two defeats yeah, in my lifetime. Exactly. John, so. so the whole time I was at I was at Norwich. Yeah. We never had a problem with them. We we never felt threatened. Never felt like they'd outplayed us in any game. Yeah. So it was the most logical game for us to play again, as opposed to a really good Brentford team. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And a really really 
good Middlesbrough team who once they score the first goal it's hard to get back into the game mm. anyway they're irrelevant playoff final <laughs> because yeah. we'd lost to Borough we got a, we lost twice yeah. four yeah. Yeah. I was scared going to that playoff four, final 4-1 four, four I think it was and then 1-0 yeah. yeah they destroyed um, us at their place so what's the yeah. mindset going into Wembley because Middlesbrough were the favourites <clears throat> yeah but we we prepared really really well for that game okay. we went down the week before we went down to the Grove at Watford yeah. uh, for a couple of days and we went to Wembley uh, had a look around while it was empty just so it, once you get there on the day you're not in awe mm, yeah um, done really well that was that was a master stroke really from Ricky Martin and Alex Neal that was brilliant um, and then we get to Wembley we stayed at the Hilton across the road yeah so as soon as you wake up you're in it yeah you know you open your curtains there's fans everywhere as well, it? yeah yeah and uh, yeah as soon as you see the fans outside you're in the game already mm. you're thinking yes this is this is what we want we got to the ground. I had to go through the Middlesbrough fans. Oh, really? Yeah, a couple of bottles getting chucked and everything. So, you know, we we're on the bus and they're, they're pelting yeah. the bus with whatever you yeah. want. And, you know, me, yeah. Russ, Bradley Johnson, Cameron Jerome all turning around going, this is the motivation we need. Yeah, right. I love that. You know, this is, this is, this yeah. is it. I like that from you, John. We get into the ground. We, uh, I can't remember what time kickoff was. Three o'clock, I think, wasn't it? Yeah. I think it was just a normal three o'clock kickoff. Yeah. But Middlesbrough don't turn up until two o'clock. Yeah. Because they stayed at the Grove and they got yeah. caught in traffic. I remember the bus being late for them. So automatically you're going, these are in a rush. Yeah. They're panicking. We go out, have a good warm up, come out, we're ready. Mm. Ready, 100%. And Alex Neal had said uh, before the game, if we score the first goal, mm. they're, not, they're not winning this really? game. We're winning the game. And, and we'd know that because he, he, he put the stats up throughout the season. And when Middlesbrough conceded first, yeah, I think they struggled. They, I, I don't think they won a game once right. they conceded first. So we knew mm. if we started well, it did we feel like we were in a rush when we started yeah. that game. We yeah. were in a rush. We but were we used really we used all the aspects of it. We used the intensity that we had, yeah. the, the the fans pelting the bus, the mm. the fact that they turned up late, yeah. so they were a bit lethargic. The fact which could turn into any idiot that day. Yeah, didn't and we were just on top of them from the start, yeah. and we got the two early goals, and it was. It was plain sailing. I've got a quirky one for you, John. I think there's something that we've not recognised with that Wembley win. First time Norwich City have worn tracksuit tops when walking out onto the pitch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's that picture of you on the end on the left, I think. You're on the end on the left mm. in a tracky top. We're all wearing... By the way, those tracksuit yeah, tops, nice, yeah. bring them back. Yeah, nice. Get them back for the yeah, last the old, few games. The old walkout jackets, yeah. yeah. If you're listening, Weber, get them in. Yeah, but they didn't do as much good the season after, did they? <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> so let, now let's go on to that season. Yeah. You've been in the Prem before, and yeah. it was a fantastic start the previous time under, under Paul. What was different this time around? Because it, throughout that whole season, I always thought, watching, that we were going to survive. And, I, and we should have survived that season, I think. Um, and, and for whatever reason, we didn't. Yeah. So what, what changed? Because it was, I think a lot of fans and a lot of journalists will look back at that and go, that was the season we should have really kicked on as a club. Yeah. Did it feel um, like that? From the, from yeah, the and that room. was that's arguably the most disappointing season mm. that I've been involved in. Um, it's hard to pinpoint, you know. There's many different factors. I think the fact that Alex Neal had come in and <coughs> everything was based on having an intensity, yeah. you know, playing high up the pitch, and <coughs> and we actually started that season fairly well, if I remember. We did. Um, Run Bournemouth off the park, but because we were we were in people's faces, yeah. You know, we started really yeah. high. We were aggressive from the off. And then we had a couple of bad results, and um, Newcastle away. Newcastle away was terrible, Oof, yeah. terrible game. Did things change from that point? Yeah, because <clears throat> I think 
sort of went, oh, maybe we can't do that. Yeah. Maybe we can't approach every game like that. And then we sort of sat back a little bit mm. more and invited teams on. And then you do that in this league, you, mm. you're going to find yourself in trouble. Mm. Um, so yeah, it was just, it was it was a really disappointing. There's, I can't put my finger on. Was it the squad? There was a lot of quality in that squad <coughs> on paper. Well, on I paper, want to talk yeah. about Embok. Talk about Embok. Embokani. I mean, just just talk about Embokani. He was. He came training. Yeah. He left training while training was still going on. <laughs> really? Well, we, we used to be doing extra at the end, doing shooting sessions, and it's just it see him drive out. He was a piece. Wasn't when he, he fancied it. Okay. When he fancied it, he was, okay. but he didn't fancy it enough. Right, I, okay. I, I sense you know? in your voice here that there was a few of them characters around that. Yeah, that I think year. the changing okay. room was it was probably a difficult change of room to manage. And you've got yeah. to remember, we lost. I think we lost Jono that season as well. Yeah, we season, did. Yeah, which is a massive Sold loss. Yeah. And and I actually I said to Alex, it's almost you I, and Russ who are the big characters now. Yeah, so I wasn't. It was really disappointing to lose Jono because he'd mm. done brilliantly the season before, mm. and he was an asset. Mm. You know. And I went to speak to Alex Neal and just said, Look, I think it's a mistake. And he sort of said, he wasn't going to play out wide for us. No. And he wasn't good enough to play in the middle for us. Um, Blimey. And he, he, wasn't, he wasn't going to get the games that mm. he probably would have wanted mm. or deserved from what he'd done last season. Plus the fact that, you know, there was good money on us. It was Six, money. seven million. It was good money. That was yeah. it, wasn't it? Um, yeah. I sort of said, okay, I understand where you're coming from, but surely he's better in the squad to then be a, yeah. come on as an impact or yeah. you know he might change your mind mm. you know, because the whole week you, you, it's yeah. around isn't it but That's we, had, the... we had Gary O'Neill in the squad yeah. who you know Gaz is he's still playing now yeah, he's, he's still running rings around people at Bolton because <laughs> yeah. his, his energy and the intensity he brings but he wasn't meant to be a first team regular he right. turned into one that season yeah. because of how he acquitted himself mm. on the pitch and what he did in what training what a for him by the way mm. yeah. got a driving ban Love yeah that. yeah so, uh, you know, it's it was one of those. It was just a, a few things that went wrong, and you just everything just culminated. And and, yeah. and you you mentioned earlier that you sensed that there was a a different direction about the club. Yeah, was it that coming to a, a head? Because it did feel at that stage. I think I said it to Holt as well. It felt a little toxic around the club at that point, and then that goes into the fans, and the players start to get the the brunt of that. Did it feel like? It wasn't a, a happy place to be at that point. Yeah, I think this, it's just a frustration from everybody. And want, when people get frustrated, yeah, it gets to a certain point before they have to release. Mm. Um, and, you know, the fans, quite rightly, they, you know, they play, play their money, mm. weren't happy with what they were seeing, mm. weren't happy with what was going on. Us as players weren't happy with what was going on and weren't happy with how we were performing as a team. But, you know, Alex was working his socks off behind the scenes. Um, you know, he was doing his in-depth tactics as ever and really making sure he was thoroughly prepared mm. and we were as thoroughly prepared as we could be um, but yeah I just think without a real cohesion within the squad you're always going to struggle mm. and I think that ultimately was what what was our undoing that season and then the next season happened to be your final season yeah was that did you know that was going to be so your contract ran out didn't yeah it? Was there was there ever going to be a, a renegotiation? No, I don't think so. Right. No. I don't Did you think want so. to? I think, yeah, I would have loved to stay. Did you? Yeah, I'd love to. I had an option. They had an or they had the club had an option to take mm. my contract for another year, but they declined mm. the option. Um, Never knew that. Yeah. So they told us. There's a. I don't know. Was there seven of us? Yeah. There's a lot. I think they told us 
three, three, four weeks before the season finished. Right. Um, Alan Irving was in charge at the time. Yeah. Um, and they, they called us, called us into the office and said, you know, you can either basically go on holiday now or you can stick around. I said, well, I'd like to stick around. I'd yeah. like to play. I was playing. I was back in the team at the time. Mm. I said, I want to play. You know, I, was, I don't want to jump on my jollies at the minute. I said, I want to play. I want to finish it, finish the job if you like. Um, you know, a couple of players decided that they didn't want to stick around. A couple of players decided they wanted to stay and train um, without without being involved, okay. not through their choice, but it was made clear that, okay, well, you can train with us, but we're probably not going to consider you for selection. Mm. It was like, okay, no problem. Um, yeah. And was then, that a sour way to end what was a fantastic time at Norwich? It was difficult in the sense that I never... There's no, I can't answer this question without sounding arrogant. I think you can because you I, had a fantastic time at the club. I, ne- I never felt that I was ever really appreciated at by, who? by the club, by right. the fans. Okay. Um, I never felt there was a, you know, I always think when you think of Norwich City goalkeepers, you've always got your Kevin Keenan, your Brian Guns, mm. then you've got your Robert Greens. And a lot of people put Fraser in there, Angus in there from last year. And I always think I was always below those. Right. Where I think, okay, sounding arrogant, but I believe what I achieved at the club, whilst at the club, and what the club achieved while I, whilst I was there, more respect. and what I achieved on a personal note, mm. put me in those two mm. those those top categories with those keepers. Because Do you think that's a goalkeeper thing though? Do you think goalkeepers are just appreciated less yeah. anyway, full stop? It's not as glamorous, I think so it? and I, th- I also think once something happens like I get in an England squad or Chelsea bid X amount of money and mm. there's interest there, people then people then look at it and go right well, let's see what he's got then. <laughs> yeah. And the expectation goes from oh, he's been really, really good for us. Yeah. Then yeah. it goes to oh, he's not quite reaching that level now is he? Mm. And it's like well, yeah but I yeah. was never reaching that level before but just because I was getting recognised by different aspects, by England, by Chelsea yeah. or, or whoever, mm. it was like they, people then all of a sudden expect more. Just constantly expect that yeah. rise to continue. Yeah, and I think, I think I expected more of myself and I think I got so caught up in the fact that, you know, I loved this club. Mm. You know, I, I had a real passion for playing for this club and it was, I saw, Bradley Johnson leaving sort of summed it up it was like well why are we going backwards yeah. you know I, look, I go now look, Jack, yeah. Jack the Train. fans were angry with that the fans were angry with that yeah no, they had every right to be but I, I go training now and my, my lad does training once a week at Coley and I was up there Friday and you see what's happening around the place with the building work going on and the infrastructure that's being put in place that's what I wanted five years ago yeah. That's what I was saying to a Ricky Martin and David Manning. That's what we need. Mm. We need a proper base. Colney was 25 years out of date mm. when we were training there. Where's the Where's the modernisation? You can't chuck porter cabins in and think right we're, we're all rosy now. <laughs> we're yeah. not, it's a porter cabin. Yeah. There's no you can't you can't paint. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can't paint over it. It's still a porter cabin. Um, and now to see it now, it's like great. The club are actually going. We're going to invest in the infrastructure. Would you say you're a fan now? Yeah, and it's been a, it's, it's been a lot better watching mm. from the outside this season than it had been being involved in it. Yeah. Really? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I've it got, if, it, I think I've got to come in here though, John. You say that you're a bit disappointed and the fans didn't necessarily appreciate you, the club. I would agree that the club didn't. I think the fans did though. I think there was 
some grumpiness in the last season. You know, when I first approached you to come on, I openly admitted that I was a bit grumpy with your performances in the last season. But in the same time, that season you had some wicked performances as well. So I think from a fan's point of view, they'll look back now and go, actually, bloody hell. John bloody, we, me and Jack said it, guess who we've got on? John bloody, John bloody, bloody. Yeah. It's always after it was consistency. And go. It was the consistency, the promotions, the leadership. <clears throat> so I, I wouldn't yeah, but I think I think, up, so. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think if you look at it now, and I think if you went and asked, uh, I don't know, thousand fans at the ground, and yeah. gone, right, who do you think's better, Tim Crawl or John Ruddy? I, I no, know no, what no, my no. answer would be. I think, I think a lot of fans would say would say Tim. No way, no way. And, You're and, wrong. and or go and ask them who they think better, Angus or John Ruddy. Yeah, I think. Yeah, they might I think, say Angus then. Yeah, but I think that's because of what Angus it's, is going to be. Yes, correct. It's not. Correct. And it's the same as Fraser when Fraser was here. Correct. It's because of what Fraser did afterwards. Yes, mate. Yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah, but wait a minute, I did that, but I did it with Norwich. Yeah. It, in I, the I played League. for England. England, I, yeah. I played 243 games. I played yeah. 100 and, 110, I think, in the mm. Premier League for, for Norwich. I think the well, reason... I, I, I wanted to, this club to yeah, yeah, rise yeah. with... I didn't want to leave this club because I felt it was on up, upward curve. But, surely, but you did what you could, John. Yeah. You got us to the Prem twice... Yeah, I could do... And kept the squad together, arguably, in times of, of dire straits. So, that, yeah, but surely we, as a goalkeeper, you did all you could But do. then I would say, at the same time, there was probably myself and Russ were in the same boat where we were like, we're trying to drive the club on. Mm. And it was like, we're pushing one way and everyone else is pushing back. Everyone else meaning the structure or just, the there was fans? just there was just always a resistance to from from the club to take that next step. Yeah. And there was always we were always scapegoat. Look, me and Russ were always a scapegoat. Mm. I don't think you could deny that. I no, think, no, I'm not mate. I think I once agree. once you get entirely. once you get and you're at a club for a certain amount of time, yeah. it's an easy, easy target. target. Easy yeah. target. And Rich. like I said earlier, there was there was many players who just didn't care. There were many players who wanted to leave, who forced their way mm. out and you know we were always left with the crap. Mm. You know, you're talking about the players that come in who, who might who were different to what we were used to. Mm. We get relegated, they leave, we're left with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're left to pick up the pieces yeah. and try and drive it up and again. Yeah. And I think that's where the frustration from my point comes in. And I think it started to then affect my performances because I'm thinking, why aren't the club? Yeah. Like I said, what they've done now at Colney is incredible. It's brilliant. Mm. It's great to see. But where was that five years ago? Mm. Because then you could go, yeah. Mm. This is it. We're 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 putting building blocks in place yeah. for that foundation to be there. So if we're not here, we're not here. But people will come into the same environment that we've been used to. Um, you know, it's I remember having a conversation with Alex Neal about signings, and him saying that he just couldn't attract players to Norwich, really, because it was too far from London. It was the training ground wasn't good enough. It was just too quiet. There was no shopping. <laughs> it was all of these mm. different things that. Did you buy that? Yeah, I did. did. I I, I can imagine that was the case, yeah. But then you have to realise what you've got to work with Mm. and try and get the best out of that. And I don't think we ever really got the best out of the club as a whole. You love Norwich, don't you? Yeah, I love love the club, I love the city, I love the people. This is home. Mm. This, this, This is my home. This is where I will live once I've finished playing football. I will live in Norwich. Mm. You know, I'd love to... Russ said he, he, he wanted to be the manager f- here for the last 10 years. Mm. I'd love to be his goalkeeping coach. You know? yeah, <laughs> I'd yeah. love, 
don't want to be manager. Band back together. I don't want to be manager. Yeah. I don't want to be a coach. <laughs> give me the, give me some gloves. Give me a ball, and I'll smash some balls at goalkeepers. That would do me. Yeah, good man. But you know, yeah, this this is home. This is my family's home. This is where we've raised oh, our family. So, you know, it means a lot to me. And I think, like I said, it's been so much easier. Even last season was difficult because we were in the same league. Yeah. But it was <coughs> this season, watching from afar, and just. A sense of pride yeah, that yeah, they're yeah. doing so well, and you know I'll be the first to admit when Stuart Webber came in, I wasn't sure. Yeah, I wasn't sure that the structure was going to work. I wasn't sure he could take what he did at Huddersfield and bring it here. Yeah, but and I certainly wasn't sure it was going to work as soon as it has. Yeah, but absolutely full credit to him. Of, in terms of players this season, John, who who's been a player in this current Norwich City squad that you've gone, wow, what a player. I think, wow, what a player would be Buendia. Mm. But mm. the one I'm most pleased with is, and pleased for, is Ben Godfrey. Okay. 100%. He's, he came in, 17-year-old kid, thick as two planks, <laughs> came from York. Sorry, came, Ben. Came down, <laughs> all right, well, now you're getting on, you're all right. <laughs> and he's just, he came with a desire, and he used to run through people in training. And we used to have to tell him a few times, that just Calm easy down. on the tackles. Because really? like, he, he was just that enthusiastic. He's a GU man as well, isn't he? He is, he is. And he's everything you need in a team. Mm. He adds that bite, that grit, that determination. And he's that's how, that's how he's been. That's not been installed in him from anybody. That's how he came to the mm. club. Mm. Um, so you're not surprised that he's been in the squad, no. smashing it? No. No, and I always thought he'd do really well. You know, there's, I always say with footballers, you can always improve their technical ability, but yeah. you can't improve their mentality. And Ben's mentality would always get him further than people would think. And yep. his technical ability has improved massively since yep. he started. And I think it's a testament to him, it's a testament to to his mentality, how he and where he wants to be, that he's kicked on the seat. And it's a testament to Daniel Farker for putting him in because Preach. at the end of yep. the day, you've got Ben Godfrey and, and Zimmerman keeping two international centre halves out of the team. Yeah. And do you get a kick out of that watch? Do you do you prefer when you're watching Norwich now? Do you find it more exciting watching the watching the defence, or do you love watching Emmy Buendia tearing people up up top? I, I love watching Norwich when they're attacking. Yeah, and, yeah. and the game that sticks in my mind is Leeds away mm. because yeah. me and Ben and I were watching it. We were at the hotel and we were watching it and just going, "It's like men versus boys." Yeah, because Leeds were so naive, so arrogant to mm. an extent where they just thought we're going to just go wide open and try and play round and through. And Norwich just went, all right, well, we're going to stay tight. Let's we're going dance. to nick the ball and we're going to run right through you. Yeah, yeah. They'd done it three times and scored three goals. Yeah. And it was like, it was almost as if Norwich just went, right, we're going to sit in here and when we want the ball, we're going to come and take it off you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's exactly what happened. And Leeds just had no answer for it. Yeah. And then, like I said earlier, the Swansea game the other week was a complete reverse of that. Yeah. Where it's going, right, we're not actually playing that well. You know, we're not, nothing's coming off for us. We're, we're struggling going forward. So actually, we're just going to really frustrate you. We're going to let you think you're having a bit of joy. Wait until you open up, and then we're just going to go through you again. And they did it, and they ground out a one 0 result. Are we winning this league? One hundred percent. Yes, you John. You can't not see yes. it. Yes. You can't. I can't not see it. You've got Middlesbrough next. You've got eight games left. If you win three games. Yeah. For me, three games and you finish because it's a two-game swing anyway. You think? Yeah. 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 yeah definitely. Who's coming up with us? Sheffield. Okay. Agreed. Sheffield. Yeah. Okay. 
I think there's a part two to be had in this oh podcast. Oh my God, yeah. Um, I honestly <laughs> do. come back in 10 years. <laughs> no, I honestly do. John, thanks so much, mate, oh, for pleasure. coming Thank on. You. It's been a real pleasure. Took up an and what a, what a great career. A couple of hours of your time there. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I hope um, you don't watch the whole thing, sorry. Thanks so much for watching. Um, tune in again next week. We'll see who we've got on. Um, yeah, anything to plug? Someone normally has got something to plug. Message to the Norwich fans? No, just keep up the support. It's been brilliant this year. Um, and yeah, keep riding that wave. It's yeah. I say I would say it doesn't happen keep often, but it fairly does. <laughs> keep riding that Good wave. Stuff. John Ruddy, twenty nineteen. Good stuff, guys. <laughs>